0: Yo. Yeah. I still love the whistling at the end of the intro. It's like, woo! yeah, woo. It's like, it gets you nice and hyped for everything. Uh, we got to hype everybody up. It's the fucking show. It's the podcast it's hype right up. here. It's, it hypes me up. So that's, that's what we need yeah. to get going. But um, again, thank you everyone for joining us, everyone who's watching live. We are at 100, 118, episode 118. 118. Unbelievable.
1: And we're just getting warmed up still. This is
0: 118. We're just, we're just getting... getting warmed up. Now we're just we're starting to like get all these different unique people, new generation, old generation people, in skating, out of skating, YouTubers. It's been fun. And uh, thank you everyone for joining. Uh, we really appreciate everyone who's been joining us uh, and pa- our Patreons and our guests, our subscribers. Uh, thank you very much. We have a very special guest today, Rolinson Rivera. But before we get into that, let me do my spiel as I've done 118 times. So please, if you don't already, follow us on all of our social media platforms. I'll go to our Facebook, give us a like our youtube hit the subscribe button and the notification bell when you do that you get an alert when we have these live episodes and you can join us if you have some free time please if you like what you're hearing leave a comment as well sharing our stuff helps it helps with the algorithm helps boost our thing we have an itunes you can give us a five star rating you can give us a a review if you like what you're hearing and we also have a patreon on our patreon you could be a patreon for as little as three dollars a month we offer exclusive content we do Three pieces. We have inside outs, which are our in-depth trick tips. We do section reviews, and we're going to do one today with our guest, a very cool one. So you might want to stay tuned for that. And uh, we every month we do a random drawing, and you could uh, be eligible to win something for free from our online store, whether that be a shirt, a mug, or a hat. A hat. hat. <laughs> so thank you everybody for joining us. Did you like that, Austin? I like that one. <laughs> but but uh, thank you everyone for. Uh, Who's joining anyway, and if you're watching live, if you're watching anyway, please hit the like button. Um, yeah, thank you very much. That's we my ha- spiel.
1: Yeah, it's your spiel. We have a few uh, new Patreon supporters, as usual, A shout out this week. You guys are really pushing my uh, name pronunciation to the test right here. But special shout out to Robert Substan, Michael Trilford, Johan Thylot, Justin Kilcher, Subtract, manufact- uh, uh, yeah, Subtract Manufacturing, Christopher Archer, Josue Estrada, Michael Trilford, and Jason Mosley. Thank you all so much. Um, we do have a new video on our Patreon that we posted from last week's episode with Dominic Sagona. Uh, we watched a few of his sections. I know some people commented in the video description on YouTube uh, saying like, oh, why didn't you guys go through some videos and stuff? We did it. It's on our Patreon page. Go check it out. Link in the video description to be a part of our Patreon community. And uh let's check out some quick comments from our last episode also with Dominic Sagona, episode one seventeen. Uh we have Curb Surfer who said that it was very inspiring and eye-opening to think about the amount of time spent on the ground and trying to make that look as good as the trick in the middle. Change my, mm. yeah, my perspective. That changed my perspective too.
0: <laughs> that was a really good point. And you know, it's funny, when he said that, I remember him saying that a long time ago but it'd been so long since I heard it, I completely forgot it. And he's been, he's been hammering that point in for, for quite some time. So it's a, that's a bit of his skating philosophy. So it was cool that he remembered to bring that up in the, in the podcast. Cause it's a cool piece of advice. That
1: blew everyone's mind. And that was like one of my favorite little, uh, like highlight clips that we've on Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that was just him preaching that little spiel of his, it was, it was really unique. And I'm glad that somebody like him was the person to say that stuff. Cause as right. everybody said, he's like the style master. Mm. Um, uh, we also have one more comment from Mike DZ DZ Visuals who says, "Bro, had, bro had a skating in t-shirts on our heads and wearing two completely <laughs> different colored skates." That's all he said. I just like that one because that's real. We did talk about it on the show, and it was pretty funny. Um, he was just Austin. Have you,
0: you skated with a shirt? You skated with a t-shirt on your head before, right? Never on my head. No, <laughs> no, what? I don't think so. No, you were on, you were on being unique, man. You didn't do that. No, I
1: did not. Did you do that? I don't remember that. I remember you had like bandanas cer- and shit. I've,
0: I've, I've certainly like had a t shirt on my head. I don't, I don't know if I've gone as far as to like get a clip in it, but I was experimenting back then. Of was course, that why we Alex were...
1: and Brian Allen had him on his head too? Was that because of Dominic? Of course. I didn't even notice I mean, that. I just thought that it they was were swagging out on their own.
0: <laughs> it was happening in culture, like outside of skating, right? But um. <laughs> yeah they like these guys were bringing it to skating so i'm not sure if it was who influenced who, but or if it was just outside influence or it was just they did it on their own but it's it seemed like two different movements with that but yeah you know that was that was fun experimenting back then with you know how to dress different styles. If, if you yeah. skated
1: with a shirt on your head, let us know in the comments below. Let us know. And yes, give it a like, because <laughs> like, I'm curious how many other people did that as well.
0: I mean, he was right. The guy said bro had to skate with t-shirts on our head. He wasn't, he wasn't wrong. So. It was not
1: wrong. Um, yeah. We have uh, like every week we have a WTF and this is a WTF veteran. We actually had him on a few weeks ago, but we believe this is an NBD right here. So we had to feature it again by Danilo Senna. With a 1620, count the rotations. I already lost count. We should have started from the beginning. (laughs) You got to. How many is it? Like five and a half?
0: It's a 900 plus a 720. So that would be four (laughs) and a half. That's a a quadruple
1: and a half. I got to watch that. One, two. That's the second. That's the third. Four and a Ford. half. Four. Jeez, four and a half.
0: <laughs> oh my god, dude.
1: I remember learning like nine hundreds, and That's I was like, ridiculous. how do you how do you even keep track past that? It's and
0: insane. with that, and with that, we're ready for the Olympics. We're ready. <laughs> That's it. Let's go. That's let's it. Do it. Now I wasn't sold before, but now I'm like after that? Dude, we're we're here to, because the, listen, those numbers matter, man. Who to else the else is outside doing 60, eye, 20, those yeah, those big numbers matter.
1: Outside of snowboarding, yeah. who was doing sixteen twenties? Even on like mega ramp shit, you know?
0: Yeah, snowboarding doesn't really like they just they're like I think in, the, in like the two thousands like what, <laughs> I think they've actually gone to like you know those numbers in terms of spins. You know? They get maybe, so much I, air and they can just keep on spinning. But
1: maybe I haven't I watched know. snowboarding in like a decade or two, but
0: I wouldn't doubt that yeah. by any means. But w- yeah, you're right. We're ready for the Olympics. Let's go. It's so much math in the snowboarding, you got to be like a quantum physicist in, in order to like figure out how many the, the degrees of rotation.
1: Yeah, I kind of wanted to see that clip, not in slow mo, because it would just be like a big blur, you know, like, how would you if you're watching that in real time, how would you even commentate on that? Maybe our guest would be able to shine some light on that since he used to commentate a little bit on contests back in the day.
0: That would be that could be cool.
1: Yeah. And with that being said, um, are we ready for our guest?
0: I think we are ready for our guest
1: hell yeah let's bring him in everybody please give a warm round of applause for the mr rawlinson there we go yeah welcome to the show i almost said your last name <laughs> that's cool <laughs> but i uh yeah i never realized that you're the madonna of skating as you say you only go by Rollinson.
2: it was a joke yeah but it, it stuck <laughs> it around. <was> <laughs> It was a That's, joke Robinson, right. was <laughs> now there cool. we go
0: rawlinson wow first of all thanks for coming on the show it's uh you know every time i see you it's an honor to see you. it's a pleasure to see you uh you know I, we met a long time ago in new york and you've been around in like the new york skating scene from way back in the day from as early as i can remember and there's so many things i want to talk to you about you know uh, you playing baseball growing up, maybe going pros, you uh, commentating, getting into all your skating, MTV, all these things. But before all that, let's get into the beginning of Rollinson Rivera. a kid from Washington Heights. He somehow discovers um, inline skating, rollerblading, whatever you want to call it. How did we discover this? How did it all begin for you?
2: <clears throat> I was so already playing baseball. Uh, I was a pitcher. And the one thing that I hated the most is the the winter and the sort of spring training where you have to basically run with my dad. It was like I had to run five miles every day and it just became a very boring thing running for me. It was like fucking killing me. So I figured if I could go around Central Park uh, with some sort of way, it would, uh, you know, do the necessary exercise, it would work out. So I started kind of just rollerblading one day. Um, but um I played ice hockey in the winter. Um and then um I was a skate guard at River Riverbank State Park, like on 145th Street. Mm-hmm. And then once the winter ended, they turned the rink into a into like a roller skate rollerblade rink, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then so I was gonna keep working there for the summer, be you know, just kinda, you know, just messing around girls and you know, all whatever. It's cool. Um <laughs> And, um, I started looking for rollerblades, you know, the so-called inline skating back then was, you know, becoming the whole thing now. And then that's when I first discover, uh, on the rollerblade catalog the tarmac CE.
0: Okay. So, so, so why did you want to find those? Was it, was it hockey related or you wanted to do like well, inline skating? I, and- so,
2: so I got to, I got to really, I got to really, uh, get on the aggressive side as we will call it mm-hmm. through the hockey stuff, because I wanted to use them at the beginning to just go around, you know, central park, which I had, my first pair of skips were a rollerblades, like VTX one thousand, if I remember the name correctly. What? Do you I remember, remember the correct. name? <laughs> right. Yeah, put it that way. Not, it's not good. Right? And I think I'm right. You know. Um, and um, and then after that, it was uh, it was a tarmac CE, and then I started jumping on the rails, and I started doing all this crazy stuff, and ended up in Central Park, and and the, the rest is history.
0: Oh wow! So okay, so. Central Park like down by the stage right the flats like on 72nd yeah. Street was where yeah. like a lot of inline skaters that's would America. skate back in the day and it's yeah. weird because I feel like that was a place that they also did like the dance skating they had like the yeah. dance skating not far from no. that and they were like they they still, they do, were, it.
1: They still do it yeah, to this day, the
0: cones and everything and like the, the even roller skaters who were dancing and that's always yeah. been like that place in New York in Central Park
2: yeah. and
0: during that time there was the aggressive skaters kind of mixing with that
2: So I guess we weren't in the same area though. We got to get that. Correct. So so there was an area where back then we were like, you know, total punks. Right. So there was, there was a space where like down the way there was the, the era where like they danced and did all their stuff. We were towards the benches where the really long benches were together, which went down the sort of stairs to the tunnel that leads to the water fountain. Mm -hmm. So we used to try and grind those benches and destroy those benches all the time. Um, and, um, you know, like that's where that's where Ryan, Dave, Ani, me—you know—and all the Fr crew sort of came, and all the whole craziness started from there. But it, it, that was the spot, right there, and there.
1: I don't know how you guys skated those benches. Always wonder too, because they're not like regular benches from what I remember. They're like curved, kind of. Yeah, they're they? like
2: wooden. Not good. They were listen. I think back then they were they were pretty legit. They weren't really. Maybe I don't know. Whatever. But we messed them all up first of all. But they were pretty legit and 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 um i remember trying to soul grind like the, the entire thing so i would just go way back and skate as fast as i could and try to like you know and shit would happen but you know and it, because they were pretty good they were good
1: now that billy mentioned that like all like the roller like not like the roller skaters and the the dancing skaters i don't know what they're called but used to be in the same area now it reminds me of a clip of you from either fast shoes or suitable material when you, I think you sold the bench, do like a monkey plant out of it, you land and you do like a shoot the duck yeah. kind of heel roll yeah. thing. Was that like inspired yeah. from any of that shit? Like skating with those people in that area? Like no. now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, no.
2: No? I <laughs> was just, that was just I, either, I was either gonna fall or back then I could finally stand on one skate and like roll backwards, you know? But that was it. It was not because I was trying to dance with my skates. No skills there.
1: Uh, that's like a, a very unique trick too, especially like not that many people even still now like starting to dabble in that and type it's of skate It's
2: hard to go down and hold your your weight on one skate while the other one is, yeah, up, you know. I, it, it, but I don't I don't know that I meant to do that though. To be honest,
1: <laughs> that's what I was gonna. That's what I was alluding to. If it was yeah. intentional or not, because if it wasn't, yeah. you pulled that shit off. That shit was finessed
2: One of those things. One of those.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Um, yeah. So. Back in the day, like you had like a pretty big reputation in New York. Um, mm-hmm. From the very first videos I watched, like I said, like I saw you on. I think the fir- one of the first things I saw in skating, it was like the MTV Sports. You were mm-hmm. skating Stuyvesant. You open your shin up, which I think was the thing. I think that was in No Limits, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. And you open yeah. your shin up, and it's this whole thing. You go and yeah. like I remember seeing Arlo in the, in that bit. So how did you go from? You know going to central park skating getting involved in this to meeting people having these connections and seeing that this thing was kind of taken off
2: so there's a huge gap missed there Um, okay so i started skating in central park because it was fun it was where everyone would come and you know in new york you when you're young you try to always you front you try to be all cool and you're at the spot and you try to challenge everybody and whatever they're doing and at the flash too this is how ryan dave me and everyone was kind of supposedly catching beef with each other we're like best friends ever <laughs> right right um but it was just like a facade right the fr against whoever and they were like the cool crew and all that so there was a guy uh, that was that worked for kryptonics um and they had a product i don't know if you guys remember called skids Oh, yeah. Uh, And then because I could do the stairs and because I could do grind, whatever, the dude asked me if I could just put one of those things on. He worked for Kratonics, and he would hook me up with some wheels. Remember back then wheels were kind of expensive. we were blowing those things out every other, you know, every other minute. Listen, I didn't have money to be buying wheels all the time. So I did that and he sort of linked me up. One time I did, they they recorded a video, like a promo video, like they always do. And that got handed off to... Somebody and then somehow my name was given to Evan Stone. So Evan Stone came to New York and uh, asked me to meet him at the banks. I met Evan Stone at the banks at the same time as I met Brian Smith. And then we started doing uh, the first video that I ever did, which was called Mad Beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mad Beef was like with Dave and I, Dave Ortega, right? Dave and I uh, had the sessions. Ryan, we had the sessions in New York. Um, And, you know, that kind of started building. But Mad Beef was what kind of got me to sort of get noticed. Um, Brian Smith was a big part of that. He was in that. Um, And then Evan, who obviously is the the man who created the hoax and all that, um, uh, sort of, Evan... Brought us all together. Evan brought me, Arlo, Brooke, Mike, Brian. The core of the hoax, the core of the whole era was put together by, uh, uh, by Evan Stone. And then through that, Evan used to work for MTV. Uh, and um, funny thing is that, you know, I got some sort of publicity from that. And you know how it is in New York, uh, I know whatever. And that became a little popular, which is cool. And um, thanks to Ray Mendes. OK, and Neil Moreno, who filmed No Limits, right? Um, Funny is that John Ortiz and I used to go to school together and we actually were in the same classes together in high school. Yeah, I uh, heard that. Yeah. And listen, John Ortiz came up to me like, yo, are you scared? I'm like, oh, yeah, what's up? And out of nowhere, we were like super tight cutting school at Ray Mendez's house, which is right, like a block away from our, our high school. We must have cut like a whole freaking year, right? Hmm. <laughs> Um, and through that stuff, um, we ended up doing the, I think Ray's, to be honest with you, Ray was the one who sort of may have done the whole, you know, that episode for MTV sports, um, and then, I think it was Ray, to be honest with you. Um, and we always talked about the Stuyvesant rail and, and whatever, I was like, obviously I'll do it. Right. Yeah, sure. I do it. Um, and then, so <laughs> right? uh, and then. Was but those you who busting did, it out
1: for MTV? Like this
2: divers? I style? never did. Listen, I never did. Let's just be straight out. The only one I ever saw through that handrail was probably John Ortiz.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: With a slow ass air, uh, air, uh, uh oxygen skate, which is that fucking guy. She <coughs> just go over and just like, shh, shh, like slow motion. Like, ah. <laughs> meanwhile, I would just go, shh, and like, fly off, you know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe Calvin Sales did it too. But, dude, I was so like, after that, I never went, I never. I was like yeah i'm gonna go back and do it psych never, <laughs> never <did>. but <laughs> that's how you know but that's how that that ended up ended up happening it wasn't like i didn't know anybody like that back then either it was just it was just luck it was just luck and and being in the middle and you know lucky and it's just being lucky that was just that was so the one to be honest with you that was that was it
0: yeah i remember in um one of the earlier new york videos i would i, I saw it might have been mad beef it might have been no limits but one of the introductions to the section is you at Union Square and everyone was like, oh, he's a sellout, he's a sellout. Because like, especially when you're like from New York back in the day, you had to be like, it was like, that was like right around like the Tupac, Biggie East coast, West coast. thing Being on your side was like really relevant. And I I guess
2: I carried that really hard. Yeah. Where did that come from? You know, I think it came from, from the fact that, um, you know, I, I was, you know, the, the whole connection with Evan Stone, you know, Brian Smith was off, you know, moved to California. He goes, yo, whenever I'm going to go, I'm going to take you. And we went, we came out here and um, we just skated together, but this was a Mecca, right? This is where like our love was. This is where everybody was. And this is where you wanted to, you know, want to go to spawn ranch and whatever. So we got to do that. And we got into some videos and we got into a few things. So then you go back home to New York, and people see that you're in these videos, but now you obviously, they see you on the West Coast so and it's like a sellout. But listen, I was called a sellout for a long time. And I, I, don't, I don't even know if that ever even stopped, to be honest with you, but anyone that, I don't know if anyone else got called that, but um, from New York, but it was, to me, it was, if you wanted to skate, if you wanted to make it, if you wanted to do what you wanted to do with skate, in skating, you had to come to California. And everybody that's come to California that was skating experience that because it, this is where it was this is where everything this is where the you got to say that the skate industry was was run from one house and that was called spawn ranch if those dudes in there did not like you if arlo mark heineken brooke michael palak Aaron spawn um Be Love, right if they didn't bless you you weren't going nowhere
1: that's Man. just how it
2: went. you never lived in spawn ranch though did you you just visited I'd, I'd stay there, you know, because yeah. once I got into the point where, like, I was of use, right, that I could skate ramp and I could do a few things here and there, then Aaron would let us, because then Aaron would have us, you, you, would use us for shows and things and out of the country and, and, and places in California, everywhere. But, but I got to be, you know, I got to experience and be there at Spawn Ranch. It was, it was great. That's where Michael Palak lived. That's where Arlo lived. That's where, that's, that was the skater house. Right. right? That's where the one thing we seen in Vertical Axis. That's where, you know, Chris Edwards pulled his amazing... 720 McTwist. I still today, every time I see you, I'm going to tell him that's the best trick for me that he's ever done. And I love it. I will never stop loving that trick because no one could ever do a judo McTwist like that guy did back
1: then. Yeah, I was just talking about that with Cesar Mora, too, the other day about like his McTwist, like to get that stale, like upside down kind of feeling like no one did them like that. But the Spawn Ranch is like the extreme opposite of what New York City skating was at that time, especially. Can you like paint the picture for those early years of New York City skating for people? Because that was, it seemed like a really unique time in skating, especially for, you know, New York city.
2: Yeah. So look, so when I w- when I started skating, the whole Mad Beef happened. And I think, uh, I don't remember the order, but I think it was Mad Beef, Fast Shoes. And then I think Brian created a video called Suitable Materials and put me in the cover, you know, like, uh, and I would come back to New York and I would see, you know, the thing is that for the, when things were done out here, I would go back home because I didn't really live out here. I was sort of bicostal, but not in my own place my own you know I just live with Arlo and Mike or you know couches like we all did. um but I would come home and try and skate but everywhere I went there was a following I'm like oh shit now people start following you and I was you know thank God I was in like a total dick uh and try to be me like I was back then to everybody and kids who come and I was, hey, let's skate. Let's just kind of session the rail of Central Park, which is a step hen rail that was down and the curb rail that, you know, Brian fell into the, into the he threw himself into the water. Let's just be honest about that. We got to talk about that. <laughs> um, it
0: looked like you uh, did. Everyone,
2: everywhere I would go, there would be people and, and, and more skaters will come and people will hear like a Rolls since he was 8. I would just have a call crew of people and I uh, will come and that's how I met Gil and, and, and kind of sort of, Things just kind of went along that way. And it was, but it was, it was very like, it was very unique because back then it was all about skating. We People sketched everywhere the, you know, the the, the banks and skitching stairs and, and, and those kinds of things There were no real like contests or anything, anything like that um, at the very beginning. But here in California, it was very different because here it was like all skate parks. You know, the crew went to skate at night, you know, night sessions. We went to UCLA to the different colleges here and kind of. You know, get kicked out, or, or, or scout a rail, or try to do something where the, the guys would kind of just go and kill it, right? But um, um, it was very different. It was very, very different. In New York, we skated when he was, when it was even snowing, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think I did one of those videos where like this, like a, a snowstorm in the uh, in the city, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm with my skates on. Obviously, I, you land and you know fall slip, and obviously you 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 know you, you fall. But we were still doing it, so it was very, very unique in both places. Um, mm-hmm. and it was a very good time to be part of that, to be honest.
0: Yeah, no, that it, it seemed like a really good time. Um, it's, yeah, especially like as a young kid looking looking back, it looked like just very organic, very, very cool, very true, very fun. Um, mm-hmm. I want to get into that a little bit more, and we have this like timeline, but I I do want to touch before we go too far down the timeline on the mm-hmm. baseball thing because you know sometimes when you, you come up skating in New York, you look yeah. up to people and you hear stories, you don't know what's true, what's not, and <laughs> uh, you know what we heard as a kid from from our friends that like. You know, you were like on your way to like, you know, yeah. be trying to be a major league baseball player. Mm-hmm. And uh, like it was the thing that maybe like a crossroad or it was like skating or that. And I know that y- you come from a, like I think you said your dad made you run five miles. But what I heard as well is that your dad really was pushing you to be a pro ball player and all these other yeah. things. So I'm curious to know like the backstory and like the truth behind all, right.
2: all that. Let me give you that real quick. <laughs> so obviously, if you don't know that I'm Dominican. Mm-hmm. We're born with a baseball bat in our hands, right?
0: <laughs>
2: our way out, our way out is baseball, right? So every Dominican kid, our crew, our boys, is to always play baseball, right? Um, and I play baseball my entire life, and I got to play you know, like semi-pro baseball, and um, I was signed in, you know, the time in I think like '94 when when the, we had the MLB strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in a really good spot to kind of get called and kind of get through that, right? But I ne- and and unfortunately it wasn't in I like baseball. I love playing baseball, but it wasn't in my heart. I always said that whatever I'm gonna do in life, I'm gonna do it either with my head or or skating, because skating became my 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 my, my passion, my love, right? Mm-hmm. Um unfortunately I can tell you that when when I quit so when I went to the when we went when we did the first X games, to so where Scott all over me about uh, I love to work was a man, obviously, you know, rest in peace. Um, uh, and all the folks when we were there and even Mark Chase about the whole baseball thing, I'm like, ah, kick us get over that. Because back then they try to compare us to like wh- whether we're real athletes or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try to, yeah, we're just athletes like everybody else. I was just proven. We do, you know, we just, we did, we just didn't do the Matt Salerno thing and like train, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? We train in different ways. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I sort of like turn my back on, on, on baseball, there was an article that came out in New York Times that talked about that, um, and I went against my father for that. Which you know, I, I you know, till, till the day he died, he was like, "Go back and play baseball, and do this." But I did hear from other people uh, that he used to watch me on, on TV when I would come on MTV or or, or or ESPN. He was like, "Oh, that's him right there." So I was like, so at least you know, there was some. There was some pride that he could took in that because I never went back. You know, in the time when I did try to go back, just because I felt bad, whatever, um, I dislocated my shoulder, my right shoulder. And I was a pitcher um, to the mm-hmm. point that I, I screwed it up. I dislocated my shoulder in Australia in, in a contest trying to jump, you know, trying to jump on some box like over the height of my head. So I didn't jump high enough and just kind of threw it back. And my arm was never the same. I could never throw a ball again and i still can you know when and still to this day i have to like hold here um because i just couldn't do that so that was that right so for me it was that you know you could expect every dominican kid mostly it's like it's almost a generalization but it is true that's what we do that's what we do that pretty well i'm a decent baseball player you know but um that's what it came to you know skating Mm, skating skating was my thing
0: yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting to like think of like you said, like uh especially back then, or maybe even to this day, people are like, oh, are these people athletes? Like, what is the distinction between them and like major league athletes? But to hear, like, you know, about your backstory with baseball, and then, you know, Mike Budnick even went on to go and do some professional fighting. And yeah. it's like his like first eight fights he won by knockout. He was like eight and oh, his first eight fights, and this is like yeah. after a blading career. So it's like cool it's cool to hear those things like that because uh the crossovers that that may exist um yeah i, mean, I remember
2: it's, yeah there's been a lot of you know there's probably so many success stories that we don't even we haven't heard or we, we don't even know about you know
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: um because there, there was a lot of skaters there's, there's a lot of folks that have done well and kind of moved on to even different sports and different professions and and all of that but you know the, it's just you know the the, the thing is that to be honest, we we lived in in what I call and in, in, in we in we get together, you know, me Arlo and, and the crew. It's like we call it a golden era. You know, that was an era where everything yeah. that mattered was that, and and there was I, I couldn't I I remember saying this to myself. I could not see another day in my life without skating. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how much it was for me. I, yeah,
0: I, I I can totally relate to that. I I always just yeah. Especially like, you know, many th- times through my life, you have ups and downs with it. But I, I definitely remember like being like, yeah, this is it. This is everything. Skating is everything. So and that's, uh, you know, that could be good for a while, but it's good to have balance too. So yeah, skating is. Um, I learned that great. later.
2: I learned that years later. I mean, I can, I can tell you that I was very lucky because listen, we all know that I wasn't very well liked. Um, I wasn't the coolest kid on the block. Um, Hmm. I had to run with the whole New York sellout thing in New York and all that. But I had some friends, you know, and and I made friends out here. And listen, when I came out here, Arlo, none of the crew wanted to like, oh, he is so, you know, and it was just us being New Yorkers and trying to be and make, you know, what we do, whatever. Right. Hmm. And it took some, it took some growth and some time to sort of calm down and, and sort of, you know, level out. And then once that happened, um, the doors open, you know, like, uh, I think Brian Smith back then was running, basically from New York, he was running hyper. Mm-hmm. Um, and we be, he and I became the hyper voice and we had Brian Bell and then they wanted to do something else. So we did pleasure tools and you know what? Brian went that way and then Senate came up and started making fun of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, but that was just that fun. It was just what it was. You do know, we, we mocked it and we deal, dealt with all that, but, um, it, it was just, you know, it was just a great time. But then once you you're here and then like things, people get to know you for real and, um, things opened up, dude, it's like right place, right time. You know, there's some, I wasn't the best skater either. I never won a fucking contest. I mean, I mean a few of them, whatever. Right. But I tell you what, I got paid more than most skaters. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's definitely <laughs> like, like, like ridiculously more. Right, like you have to be on Senate, at like Brook level, Arlo level, owner level to get more than me, and that's yeah. what at one point was was about, right? Because I was like, look, this is my life. I need to do this. I went to every contest. There were no, there was no such thing as a budget for me, right? Uh, oh, we can only send you to two con. I went to every is, every NIST, every ASA. It didn't matter where it was. It fucking was in Japan, whatever. I went to all of them, right? Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, because I went out that's, that's what sort of what kind of gave me that I stayed, you know, in, in one place, but it was luck and having some people like tell you to cool the fuck down and, and kind of tell you that you're a, you're, you're a nerd and like come down. Right. And then you listen and you, you grow up a little bit and things, things just kind of take their course.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that talking to your other point before of you're not being well liked, but I, and then, you know, but you were also like the most paid and you know, you, you did all this traveling. You didn't have a budget with the, I think, I don't necessarily think it's that you weren't well liked, but I think that you were a controversial figure during that time. And because you were dick. very, <laughs> well, you you know, well, but these, these were the things that like, mm-hmm. you know, skating, especially at that time and still to this day and like all, you know, blossoming subculture, need like these like really strong personalities in order to be able to you know have something yeah. of entertainment value to be perfectly honest and like have someone to connect to have like something to watch you know like the you know the the beefs with you and sam fogarty during hoax five which is hilarious we could talk about oh, yeah. we, could talk,
2: we could talk we could talk yeah nah, i nah, but, but we'll t- we'll t- was orchestrated i want yeah. you to know well that when we make no but see but that's like the that. point
0: okay Okay. So, so, so but that's another thing. So like, these are the things that we know are entertaining. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, so I, I right. think that that's p- partially like, you know, one of the reasons along with like the, the multi-talented, like, uh, things you were bringing the skating, the personality right. and like the leadership, uh, of that is all something that's tied in there. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's, um, that, yeah, I, I can I see mean, how at times it must be like, you know, uh, you know, you a pain know, you, to it's, like it's kind, kind of, do that, you, but how it's how
2: important. How do we, you know, how do we, how do we differentiate ourselves from the next skater right and when we were from the same town doing this we do the same tricks with the same stuff i look the same we dress the same whatever right so you had to become someone right so you had to have like an alter ego in a person which for me if you read that skater magazine i had to do part of that interview as my alter ego Mustache son hmm. which was created by arlo because i had a mustache one time when i came to california right <laughs> yeah. So, so there was that that thing you had to make up, but there was, you'll always have your crew. Like, for example, like in New York, you know, once, once I started hanging out with like, and skating with the Dislas, and I hope everyone remember the Disla brothers. I mean, we were, oh my God, it was insane, man. It was, it was awesome, you know, but it was like, you know, they knew who you were, they knew who you, you know, and no one, I never try to be this sort of like fucking more bigger than, I, I was never that, you know, and and it was cool because things happen and, and, and you know, and, and it's not a way to be. But I'm glad because a lot of people were. Listen, a lot of people were uncool and pulled a pool card. I'm sorry, the cool card on other, on other kids, some of the other kids that today, one, is, one one specifically that I remember that I know and I was like, oh, that's not cool. It's fucking Tyler Shields. Tyler Shields. Really? Dude, did you what understand happened? that Tyler Shields looked like a baby when he, he was skating? Yeah. Um, and he was like, and people, oh, Tyler, he's such a nerdy. And Tyler just wanted to talk, to hang out with you, and, and show you how he, he skated bird. And he will share. This kid was just awesome. But I, I saw people finding him annoying. Oh, he's so whatever. And and then the whole thing about like when he skated for Razors, and he, 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 put it this way. Tyler was looked down upon for a long time, you know? And then out of nowhere, we I hear like, Tyler is directing a fucking Wu-Tang Clan video. I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> what, right? And then, and I, dude, I remember this because I remember being with Tyler on top of the ramp in Miami, at out of Nia and everywhere, Virginia. And Tyler was always like a cool kid, trying, 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 trying. But he was never in that sort of like that clique, you know, that what's so-called a cool crowd, right?
0: It was it was like this a sign dude of today-
2: this dude today shits on everybody. Yeah, right. He's talented, <laughs> like, and I see him a lot. You know, I see him a lot, and he come well, and and it's good to see that because, you know, I don't think Tyler would do that to the people that that were kind of, you know, ignorant and kind of treat him a different way when you know when he wasn't the the success that he is today. Um, which which is this is a testament to people's behavior, right? You can't really. Sometimes your fame lasts 15 minutes or 15 seconds, and then you have to live life. And um, he was a, you know, he was a, I'm glad, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a great example of those things. And, and and another one too, to be honest, Brian Smith, right? Mm-hmm. I remember people used to pick up Brian Smith, number one, because he was fucking good looking, number two, because he had all the girls. Do not bring your girlfriend around Brian Smith back then. <laughs> it's a wrap, <laughs> right? Um, he was fucking super buff, athletic, you know, and then they start doing shit like, you uh, uh, like doing, um, like, oh, cause you know, Brian was a model in New York and then there was a picture of Brian in a gay magazine, like in his underwear, the, the guy, Calvin Klein, some shit. Right. So the haters start going, uh, oh, Brian would Smith, this and that. And I remember people, you know, trying to distance themselves from Brian Smith. Right. Who is Brian Smith today? Right. Another beast. And I remember, and I remember just punching people in the face in New York and everywhere for talking shit about Brian Smith, just like, just out of nowhere. Boom like shut up you don't know anything um but it goes to show right like th- those are the things that you know back then happened and, and you know the, the whole being cool and whatnot and all those things you know that just it passes it's just life
1: yeah talk about post skating careers you just named like uh-huh. two of the biggest ones with brian smith and tyler shields like tyler shields is definitely more like a silent killer i guess because you're right like we never really seen he wasn't in the, the quote limelight like you guys were you know And that I was thinking about. He was. was He He was. was Yeah. But like he
2: was was, silent. You know. Yeah. It's
1: the personality, and that was the thing in the '90s too, because there was you, Arlo, um, Brian Smith, like Brooke Howard Smith, like huge personalities, very outgoing people. I don't know whether some of it was scripted on tours, and I will get into that later. But like, and then you look at generations later on. Like I'm thinking in my head now. I'm not comparing better or worse in any way, but like Uh Brian Shima. Chris Haffey, Dustin Latimer, like these are more quiet guys. And, and they were like, They're top assassins,
2: of the though. those of guys are fucking assassins. So, so let of me course. tell you the difference, right? Shima is a beast. Okay. Cause I party with that guy too, back in the day. So he comes in as everybody else. We obviously were a little older and, you know, once we get into our little thing, you know, it's fine. Um, and he gets in his groove and does it. And everyone, every like everybody else gets in his thing, but Shima, the difference with these guys, that era, that, that click that you mentioned now, these guys were real assassins when it came to skating. The fucking 540 to top soul this and all that shit that they were doing, they were the only ones doing it, right? It hurt a lot for me to try to do like a 360 Soul Grant. So like, and anybody, anybody else that was like, you know, in our realm. So their approach was very different, but it was also well accepted because, you know, you got to fear the people that are quiet the most. The, the ones that are the quiet are the ones that do the most damage. The ones that are always loud and doing like, what I was doing are just, it's just exactly that, right. <laughs> um, you know, Brasco, you know, like Shima and they, they, what they were doing. You were like, what in the world? right? It was just out of this world. So they made their impact that way, which is to be honest with you, it was fun for them. That's how they are. That's their personality. It was great. It worked for everybody. They were well loved and liked by everybody. Just like at one point we were, you know, Maddie too. You know, Matt Matt, you know, I recently found out about Matt and Maddie and I were tight too. Um, used to call me Rawson all the time, it was hilarious, but um, <laughs> um, um, it's um, you know, like it, it, different impacts, but it, it was, a, you know, we kept evolving, things evolved, you know, and and once the uh, the characters from skating, which was you know, that that sort of first first and second generation where the Brooks, Howard Smith would, you know, like you saw how like for people like Mark Heineken were like, you know, this time was past, Right. He was one of the first ones right? Chris Mitchell. And then like, but then like Arlo remained, Brooke remained and Michael Palak remained. And, you know, beloved remained and Brian Smith. And then that, but once those guys kind of sort of um, started kind of falling back and the you know, things things started going, you know, the different way because we had Aaron Feinberg cur- cursing out of, the cameraman on espn and obviously you know punking them and that was not cool which is some of the reasons that you see how we had issues with espn and remain and stayed on tv for a lot of those punky things that we used to do but evolution right just some of the things that happened
1: different times man different wow. times talking about chris not cameraman on espn and shit. oh yeah wow yeah. Well, well speaking of that a little bit i know we we have so much to talk about and we're trying to stay on, like i'm trying to stay on this like timeline because we started jumping around i don't,
2: I don't have a timeline I don't have a timeline throughout like the, your career and sure. everything.
1: But like, that reminds me of the intro to Standfast when you were like, it starts oh. off with like you hate, I guess people were hating on you and like contests and stuff like that. And you would just call them out of some, I don't know if that was like an award ceremony or something like that.
0: Like, what was that about? No. Oh yeah. So yes. Story time. So, let's go. <laughs> so,
2: let, me, let me recall that. Let me, and this is behind the mastermind of all this, which is fucking armor. Right. Okay. So by this time, I had already been, I got the blessing, right? I was in California, I live you know, by coastal so officially, I live in California. You know, I, I, I was here and um, I was, I was okay. Right, I was cool. So I was asked to, um. no, wait, this is when I think nobody, you said. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, you were
2: like, shout out to the judges What's for, hard? you know. So
1: check, okay,
2: check this out. This is messed up, but this is how great it was. So the ASA got really weird in terms of rules for wearing pads and helmets. Um, I became the most disqualified skater in a season <laughs> for just simply stepping on the course. And I would have my my pa- my helmet on my on my arm or whatever. It, be- it became a joke. It would like disqualify. I'm like, what? If you get disqualified at this point, now, now we're at the point where we're making a lot of money. I would this money for my sponsors because their their brands are on ESPN, and that becomes a a bit of a business thing, right? I got disqualified a lot. I still got. I, I still made more than the guy who won the contest. It doesn't matter. Just for being again disqualified, it's just like,
0: <laughs> deep, right.
2: So. <clears throat> Arlo, you know, Arlo and all The guys thought it was you know funny or whatever, right? It was like messed up, but we were just skating, concentrating on their on their um on their uh their runs and all that stuff, which is great. I would just take my side and enjoy and just skip the course, be an idiot, be a dick, and do my thing. So these people, Mark Chase and them, <laughs> decide to give me a freaking award. Embarrass me in front of everybody.
1: <clears throat> what award ceremony was this? Like what was this? This was an ASA award show. Okay, I didn't even know that existed in the first place. But I'm oh, sure.
2: dude, yeah, oh, listen. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had an award show. We had two of them. One of them, which I was the host, actually. I, they had me. I was the host. And I, you got that story is amazing. <laughs> so, so um, they gave me an award, right? And I'm like, oh my god. And I'm like, you know, okay. So I woke up to the stage, to the stand, and i I just like, you know, I want to thank. And I, I don't remember what I was. I want to thank none of you for yeah, being yeah. A part of yours. <laughs> And have me disqualified, and people just went off, right? Like, because <laughs> I'm like, you all have me disqualified, financial, and i was like, whatever, some shit. I dropped the mic, and I left. And then Arlo, Arlo took it upon himself to do that. And listen, back then, to to do something like when when Senate endorsed you, and you don't even skate for Senate, if they put you in one of their videos, you're you're like golden because Senate was the epitome of cool, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like you're, you know. Um, you're, you're like, you know, you've been sort of, you're like, you're, you kind you of got, got winged up. Right. And if you remember how, how powerful they were and how that was, Senate put out a double page ad in daily bread with Brian Bell, wearing plus your tools, that said, Brian Bell is good enough to skip for Senate, but he doesn't. So something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right? Just, just, but that was a Senate app. That
1: was the power of Senate
2: back then. That, that yeah. was exactly. so. Arlo, obviously being, you know, how he is, controversial and all that. He, that, how that, you know, dude, listen, I was so happy when I saw that. I was like, oh my God. I felt, <laughs> to be honest, I felt pretty cool because I called out, I called out names. I said, you, Nick Harman, a judge, a Z-Pway Anderson. I was going after Zeke too, you know, like I called them out. <laughs> you, all you haters that pushed me, but it was, but it was really, it was a moment, you know, and I, it felt really great. It was, it was, it felt really good, to be honest. It felt really good. It felt really good
1: you got to vent a little bit on there
2: yeah it was awesome it was awesome and then it's- the year after that i think it was you know i tried really hard to make uh the uh the finals for as for the asa pro tour and the only reason why i made it is because i could go to every contest well nobody else could right i went to all the stops in europe i went to all the stops in the states so points wise i was able to qualify because i was never a good contest game right i was decent at best um and then in europe i i tore my my uh i fell on my knee and i tore my you guys probably hear one of my twins just wilding out right now <laughs>
0: um
2: i tore my uh not my whatever in the knee my fuck, i tore my whatever i messed up my knee right
0: acl so my, mcl meniscus
2: uh, one of yeah, those my PCL. My PCO, PCO, okay. PCO. Right? Never heard that. So I couldn't skate. So then for the finals, even though I'm there, I'm like, oh, I made the finals, but I can't skate. But I'm the host of the award show. And we were going to honor Arlo that night. His mom is there. Um, it was supposed to be a huge thing, right? But then, oh, God, this is so long. Petty, Sagona, everybody, just everyone just being an idiot in the worst time possible, because we were about to honor. Arlo, to give them a, a, like a, a, you know, like a, an achievement award, but, um, you know, it was one of those things where I changed clothes every time I went outside, right? So I try to use it like a whole, and it, I, I mean, I played it out that way. I walked on stage late, at least 20 minutes late on purpose, while this was being televised, about to be televised, Jeez. <laughs> a recorded for television. I walked on stage with two girls, like, you know, like, come here, you know, like, I'm the man, right? And started just being <laughs> whatever. And I, I I, wasn't too, like, I know I wasn't disrespectful. I wasn't too, too, uh, like, off, but the guys just kind of took it to where sometimes I wish it wouldn't have taken that with Petty, you know, and some of the guys. I thought we were all young and, and whatever, but it was fun. And th- that was yet again another um, opportunity that was awarded to me by just being in the right place at the right time. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't really like I, I wanted to do that. Come on! I barely spoke English back in the day. I have to think in <laughs> Spanish in my head while I'm like announcing on 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 Foxnet. Like, what? The heck? I I remember telling myself, "What the fuck am I saying right now?" That's crazy.
0: So, so I guess uh, I didn't know you were born in DR. You were born in oh, DR. Yeah, oh, yeah. born okay. in so, DR. So you were born in DR. Moved to New York, yeah. um, and your first language is Spanish. And then you mm-hmm. go on to be a host, a commentator for ASA and all these yeah. other competitions. And, yeah. you know, f- from your personality, I didn't know. That's crazy to know that you're thinking in Spanish, speaking in English mm-hmm. and uh, kind of translating in that way. So you know um, I'm, I'm curious to know, like, I mean, it seems obvious how you get to these points, but um, I'm curious to know like the ASA story, but you say that there's a funny story about you hosting too. Maybe we should get to that first.
2: So, so how did I end up being a host um, on what gave me the opportunity, uh, which was NIST, right? I, I don't know if you guys remember, but Red Bull was illegal in the U.S. and Red Bull was being launched in the, in Europe, and we were specifically doing the is in Amsterdam. Wait, Red Bull was illegal in New York? In in the states, I, I mean, in, in the, the states, was, I don't know. Dude, the caffeine level—it's not even the same. Still today, right? Hmm. Um, so we went to Amsterdam. You know, we went to Amsterdam when everyone wants to just smoke weed and stuff. Mind you, that I was like a. Straight edge. I never, I never did shit. Right. I was just because I was just sports guy, whatever. And I never judge anybody nothing. So I don't remember what happened. So um, Brian was there. I think AJ got sick or something. Someone didn't show up in the morning. And Craig and Evan were like, they needed. They were running their, their show and they, they're filming the, the the contest. So they wanted to, you know, so these guys are, you know, the guys are fucking skating at like three in the morning, drinking Red Bull nonstop, like I'm thirsty. But there's a Red Bull thing in the and not knowing what in the shit is in there, right? And we're like, why is it that we're like falling from like twenty feet in the air, bouncing right back, and going right back into the ramp? It is three o'clock in the morning. The concert is tomorrow eight o'clock. What in the world, right? So, some people didn't make it, you know, and one of the hosts, co-hosts didn't make it. So they asked me to, hey, ronson can you can you go ask whoever who just fell and was bleeding some questions? And I just obviously, you know, I'm one of the boys, so I'm like grab the mic so tell me how you feel right now you just hit the pavement real hard you're bleeding tell me right and i'm like mic'd up like come on you're bleeding <laughs> so they like that right and um and after that i think when they edit the show someone at fox said get that guy get the whatever and evan said okay then brian who was the pretty boy floyd there was running that um prove and then you know then that worked and then after that after brian it was it was Arlo and Arlo said, yeah, bring Wallace back and let's just keep having fun. And it was it was hilarious. But that, that's how those things happen. Um, there were no auditions. There were no like, I mean, it was just go, you know. That There's should happen just cool. organically like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. and we we would just be in ourselves, you know, like, but but, you know, you find then I find myself like wearing a t-shirt as a sports net. I'm on TV. I'm like, I'm on TV as a host. And I'm thinking in Spanish in my head, which is something that Brandon Crystal, which is like um Arlo's cousin always tells me, do you still think he's Spanish when, you, you know, in your head? I'm like, Oh God, Brandon. Cause he, I used to tell me, clown me for that all the time. But that, that's the reality, you know, how that goes. Did you ever spit some
1: Spanish by accident on the air? No, never. Ah, uh, That would have been a funny story. You, listen,
2: <laughs> if anyone would tell me, if anyone would say that I was a sellout, I, I did sell out to my own heritage. Like I, I, I tried so hard to learn how to speak proper English that I, it got to the point where I, I forgot Spanish. I forgot words in Spanish. I couldn't tell you what a word in English was translated in Spanish. And it wasn't until it was until I started hanging out with the disless again. They they will be like, "Yo, you playing yourself. Um, <laughs> and you and you're like, and we started kind of doing that, that, that I started like, oh, the whole Dominican thing started coming back. And then because I never spoke Spanish to anybody to my mom or any, mainly to my mom, because all, you know, my friends are out here. don't no spoke Spanish. Right. So it was, uh, but you
0: know, then I, I got it back. I got it back. It good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to learn all this. Um, <laughs> let's talk real quick about hoax five hoax five was, you know, hoax two was a super impactful hoax video. Mm-hmm. Um, hoax five, I think was the same thing. You right keep, going, keep talking, keep talking. Just and, show and, you- okay. Go- okay. Okay. And in 1998, uh, hoax five came out and, uh, you know it was a big one for us because one it had one of our guys so stan allen guy in there angel yeah. soto in the new york section i I remember angel soto yeah yeah and, soto. and then so like yeah and uh you and all these guys josh clark sam fogarty um john bergeron uh salima Sangha,
2: all salima. these people
0: yep so the, uh, the hell of crew, but,
2: basically.
0: yeah mm-hmm. but you were such like a huge personality on that like you had the introductory clip where uh i forgot who was you were telling. i think might have been josh clark but take your socks every day yeah. throw them out that's it don't keep them in the van take your socks new next day new pair of socks but uh yeah you you and uh sam fogarty uh getting into things and all the antics and all the and that just seemed like a really fun trip so could you uh share maybe some experiences from that trip
2: so so yeah what you got for us well, over there <laughs> i'm gonna show you some real history so um so you know so i made the hoax one aside from being like cinematically awesome, because it was film, it was like actual film and Evan did it the way he did it. Right. And all those things that he did, it was the fact that there was interaction when you saw like hoax one and two, there was like all this B roll that was happening between, uh, Arlo and Mike and, and Brooke and Brian Smith. That, that was, those, were other things that became, um, fun to watch and like, Oh shit, these guys are all together for as much, as much time Let's see what happens. But you have you gotta have that. You gotta have the ability to annoy people when in reality we don't really get like that. You know, it's I don't I don't I don't it's it's we we don't really get to the point where where um what, what you know what I was kinda of recording some of the videos after things have been escalated pretty high. So because I was like the sort of a uh, general on the hoax tour, since I've been on them since the you know the hoax two and on, right? Um, So it was, you know, Brian couldn't do it anymore. Brooke wasn't around anymore. Um, uh, Arlo obviously was busy with other stuff. So I was like the only one out of the old crew that was gonna be part of it because number one, the people that funded those videos were my main sponsors, Hyper and Roses, right? So I have to have like the, you know, they need their guy there. But I was also there to kind of make sure that there was trouble, you know, like cause shit happened. Um, Nice. (laughs) But also the fact that, you know, we were stinky dudes, you know, you fucking skate and you're going to bring your sweaty ass skates into the fucking RV, which you are going to travel across the country with. That's not going to smell really good. Mind you, Selima was there. There were women, there. there were girls that would travel with us, right? That was not cool. So I kind of had to lay down the rules. I said, listen, we stop at every city that we go to. We buy new socks, new underwear and new t-shirts. We throw them out. And then when, when when Josh comes along, I'm like, ah, you're already going in the wrong way. No, no, you got to put the stuff down here. You got to go over there. If not, we're going to have a problem, right? <laughs> so I kind of laid down the law and the rules. But it was also like, you know, that was kind of like Rawlinson, kind of, you know, read on the right act and, and kind of go that way. But, but yeah, I was, you know, I had to, and it wasn't just me. Some of the other guys um, would, would do that too. And when they find an opportunity, they would, they would embrace it. For example, like Jonathan Bergeron punked some, some uh some skateboarders in miami they were trying to be all cool like oh yeah you think skaters rollerbladers can't do skateboarding jonathan berger came in Ollie some fucking gap like they could not even like what and then he was like yeah why don't you go and try it on the skates the dude like you know hurt himself and we were like and then yeah. he we filmed that. that was like that part so it was you know everyone did those sort of things so for me it was just more like i don't know punking you know whatever funny things but they were not really they were not really serious and also the one with Sam Fogarty, metal, or like <laughs> Sam, what is it? Because the thing with Sam is that he was Sam is talking was about the chain. Yeah, yeah, listen. The gold Back then, chain. remember, <laughs> gold was like whatever. And I, if you remember, I had a gold necklace with a double R, made all diamonds, like whatever, right? And Sam wants to come in with this like silver, so I'm like, dude, what is that metal? Not not just like metal, I try to just mess with them, right? Because Sam also was like, "Oh, I get all the girls," and I'm like, "No, dude, you don't. Stop with your. You don't have sexy accent, it that." I said something like that, whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. I to him, and I was just to get it, just to get in his nerves. But, but um, those were funny. I mean, those were just funny moments and funny things. But those, those, it was just that there was never real like real beef. No one ever really fought on the bus on the tour bus anywhere. No one ever really had. If you mess with any one of those guys at any point in time, God damn it. You it's over, especially if Jonathan Bergman is there and there's something that happened that nobody really knows about because of fucking Aaron Feinberg. Right. And it happened out of the country and I couldn't, I was in real, I was in some serious trouble because me as the older guy, there as the older sort of guy, I have a presence from the crew, I became to the point where I, I I would protect and deal with with you know with Corey Nelson and wow. like Corey, you know I got to get him out of jail or or or, or like or wow. no or like Aaron do this and that and there was this mishap thing that happened in, in Rome, where Aaron started some nonsense at a bar, and we went outside and I'm like and I see Jonathan Bergeron going after this one dude a, a grown ass man like a dude right, mm-hmm. and I'm like running like no. And all I see is Jonathan Berger going, like, dude hits the floor and never got up. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to jail. And I put everyone in a taxi go, 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 go. And I'm trying to wake the dude up. And I'm like, go. Everyone gets to leave. No more fucking taxis for me. I'm stuck there. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go to jail in a foreign country. Dude, that night, um, I walked away. I was feeling bad for the dude. I, I was don't do it, but what am I gonna do? He was already knocked out. Yeah. So then I tried to I, I went I went to another street, spoke a little Italian, got a car, went to my hotel, packed my shit, and left. In the morning the next day, I think it was Selima who said, Hey, they came to the hotel asking for you by name. I'm like, there was a million people there, and you're gonna come and say and ask for Rawlinson Rivera, you gotta be kidding. Yo, I never went back to Rome for like day i never landed through i never went to italy and landed in rome airport because of that
1: dang <laughs> the cops came looking <laughs> for you straight up to the hotel yeah yeah wow oh
2: shit. that's fucking scary i mean you like <laughs> you're like peace were you supposed Dude, to like I that- listen but i left that morning I-, I was told that but i cried my shit and i left i was like well, i'm not staying here for this you just booked your own ticket no.
1: like you you bounced on whatever could tour, do, whatever. I could, was.
2: It. I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. My 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 tour. My Roses person. Like I gotta go now. Where that, uh, that way, <laughs> you know, like whatever. And it was, you know, it was that way. But you know, that's how some of these things. But it. But in the hoax, in the hoax stories. Um, a lot of b-roll and, and if you look at what what we did early in those days, there's a lot of similarity to things like road rules. Um, yeah. Some of those, yeah. some of those other shows that have come up. Dude, Evan Stone was behind that. We the, the hoax, because we worked and we did stuff with MTV. Remember the MTV uh, festival and all those things? A lot of the stuff that we did as skaters bled into that and led to those things. And and we had mutual friends that were in some of those uh you know, they they, they took part in some of those MTV shows that were they, they basically we it was our influence that created some of these things. Very, very firm believer in that. That's cool. That must have been so cool to those like
0: MTV festivals back in the day, like especially being such a big part of it, like backstage with like all these like bands and musical acts. And it was like right up there in the mix with everything, right?
2: Well, to be honest, this fucking guy, Brian Smith, has the, the unique ability to befriend anybody. Like bro them down, like because he's, you know, that guy will give you the shirt of his back any day, like, you know um it's a dick too but whatever um <laughs> um with him brian moved here and he started doing all these things and Brian was you know i think he was sort of acting modeling he starts meeting people and that were in the same click dude i started i've met everybody i come to the house and this shack sitting on the on the on the on the steps stop talking. it what? i swear to god i swear to god shack just sitting with brian talking and here's uh uh, Three Eleven and Brian and I in, in a Three Eleven you know videos with Nick Hexum in them and then there's 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 Madonna there's there's like there's any Kravitz there's all all Brian Smith all that stuff all and you know I got to meet a lot of people like movie stars you know rock stars you know Miley Cyrus and you name them like everything all through Brian Smith so when you get to the point you get to like MTV and all this stuff is like you know I've see, I've already said hey we're all sort of, you know Med you remember Med yeah. Med is a legend, dude. Med, obviously Matt came out here, owns a business, very successful business. Med does his movies. His friends are like these A-list celebrities, dude. Like I go to Met's place and I run, you know, I run into like all these people. We played in a baseball team here together. When my catcher was, uh, uh, what's the guy, um, from that office show? Um, John Hamm and I didn't know who they were, dude. <laughs> It's John Hamm, like Casey Affleck, and all these. And th- these are our teammates, right? And um, th- th- that's what life became here. You're on a, a baseball life.
1: team with John Hamm? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's fucking crazy. Yeah.
2: John Hamm was the catcher, dude. And and, and Casey Affleck and some other. There was a bunch of us, you know, and Med, you know. So I got to meet a lot of those folks like that through, but through, you know, friendships of, you know, like Med, Brian, and, and then on my own, I, once I was, whatever. But those are those just lucky, you know, being able to be the right place at the right time you all know
1: that. Yeah. But going back to this hoax business, so it was you're saying it was Evan who pretty much made everybody not made everybody, but like suggested everybody get into these antics and everything. You're saying,
2: yeah, yeah. Evan, Evan made a connection, and, and because we wanted it to be fun and entertaining more than just you know, you know, and it was some of the things we would do were fun. Some of the things that Brian would do were hilarious, right? So people got to enjoy all the funny things that were a part of the video, and and it just makes it more enjoyable. And you know, they weren't always like. Uh, I wouldn't say they were orchestrated but like you could tell that let me just mess with this dude and and the camera was always shortly. yeah
1: all that shit was genius because in a video specifically like the hoax hoax 5 specifically some of the lines that were spoken are more memorable than some of the tricks in the video which is crazy to think about now like people decades later are still reciting like I'm sure you saw the post where we made a view for Jump Street like people were just quoting you in the comments 20 something years later like it's not crazy. like yo that was a sick backslide you did like they were just saying like your quotes from yeah, the, the video it was of course
2: that is to say.:
1: yeah i know that's, hilarious. that's sick like that that skaters have that type of legacy to live on like that
2: besides just their skating which is which is listen to be honest with you it's awesome i did say a lot of dumb i I, I, did, I did say a lot of stuff that matched my my that era my age and what i was being right like for example the one that i enjoyed you can only skate as good as you look Oh, my God. That's one
1: of your most That's famous real. ones, too. That's like right? everywhere.
2: But you, but you, you know why? You know where that came from? Number one, I got sponsored by The Gap, and I got sponsored by all this, you know, whatever. Levi, we had all this stuff. I never wore the same pair of jeans twice for skating. If I fell in my, in my pants, ripped, I took them off and threw them out. So <laughs> I always wanted to wear white T-shirts. And Arlo starts bringing in, like, small logo, small branded, you know, shirts. So now that the sponsors want to put really big h's and r's and things in the back and the front I'm like nah i don't look good doing that right so then i'm like i'm gonna look like i'm good i mean business right and i, I started wearing uh, you know i didn't wear like le- uh, jeggings or leggings to the point where it got but i kind of thinned them out a little bit right and it was and it was based on that and i felt really good so i, I didn't want to fall so i was like you can you know you will sustain your skate skating capability based on on that and it was a funny quote and to be honest it, i think is. I think it should remain true because it's it's, it's true, you know. Daddy. Here's one of my boys. There's that's my old.
0: Nice. Yeah,
2: there's a cameo. There you go. That's Hello. Good. This is Logan Rain right here. It's my one of my oldest. Right. This is this is my oldest. Nice. Oh, uh, here come the twins. Now it's the whole party. It's the whole party. This is Rowan, right? Hey, right. This guy. hey Rowan. All
0: right. <laughs> they had so, to say hi.
2: You know, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, he's like you know. So um, and they're Sagan, they're identical twins. So,
0: <laughs> wow. Sometimes I can't even tell who they are.
2: Look
0: like, at look, 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 the see Hey, hello,
2: <laughs> They made it to, so jump you you to the podcast. Go, okay, go back with Molly. Guys. and close the door. Close the door. So, so listen, Some of those quotes are great. And, and um, <laughs> I can't get enough of the camera. They're just like Daddy. <laughs> oh my God, hey. If you do it to one guy do the hey okay okay that was the last one okay <laughs> okay so um but yeah you know and it's uh it's cool i mean people remember some of hi buddy hi Go to, mom, go to, mom, go to mom, yeah. i mean and it's cool you know because um i mean there's, there's some at least i'm it, there's some cool things that, that they remember which is great it's great
1: yeah that that line specifically yeah. uh still rings true today and even the last episode we had with dominic sagona he mentioned the same thing too like about how style was so important to his skating, and pretty much said along the same lines, like you have to, you feel good when you skate, when you when you dress a certain way, when like your style is on point, like your skating it. speaks. it Yeah, you, feel, you it. feel it exactly. You feel
2: good about yourself. You feel like You own it. You're like in yeah. a state of flow. And say like you you think you're the shit. You are the shit in that moment. And you're gonna be remain that. Um, yeah, it's all, it's all a feeling. It's all a feeling. So uh, I, and let me tell you, one to comment on that right is dominant because mm-hmm. that fucking guy yeah 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 Yeah. okay i can tell you that
0: he had us wearing t-shirts on our damn heads (laughs) No, it's cool um i know we're kind of like going back and forth uh between like the timeline but i want to go back a little bit for a second Mm -hmm. because uh after this on our patreon we're gonna Mm -hmm. go actually watch this battle between you and calvin sales that went down to the brooklyn Ah. banks famously in 1995 for Mm -hmm. each other's skates was Mm -hmm. that uh did that form organically how did that whole thing come to be and the fact that you guys were doing for each other's skates that is like such a new york thing that you were like (laughs) battling and the person who loses takes the other person's skates Mm -hmm. so um was that like set up
2: what was the story behind it so it wasn't set up because obviously i wasn't going to lose right right kevin kevin calvin won that fair and square but, you know, but Evan said, hey, wouldn't it be cool, like, a, such a New York thing where, like, you guys battle for skates, you know? And I'm like, and I'm like, why the fuck me? Well, I'm, yeah, your sponsor, you, you you have a major skate sponsor of the video. And who cares? You have a million skates here. What, what does it matter, right? Calvin, obviously, you know, would fall under the less fortunate type of skater. We're like, look at his skates. They're kind of broken, whatever. Show sure, us who we're Calvin. Mind you, Calvin is a beast, right? Calvin was a mm-hmm. great, good skater, right? Like, killing it. I didn't know I was going to lose, right? But it was great for the video. And it was awful for me in a way. Because, you know, if you look at back then, as as proud as I was and whatever, you see me handing over my skates to Calvin. But I think I gave him a pair of, like, our Verts skates. The Roses Vert skates, I think it was. Yeah, I didn't yeah. give him my majestic 12s or whatever. But either way, I gave him my skates. He won them. Um, so it wasn't like, it was something that could happen. We made the story. And it, and it happened for real. And I lost my skates for real. Um, and Calvin, it's it's a it's an, ex- an incredible good skater. It, 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 let me tell you something. If I was ever a dick to anybody in skating, if I ever try to pull that dick card and be a not a good person, right? Was the Calvin. And after I, I sometime happened, and I because he started skating for meets, and then I started use you know that back then I was like oh, I'm super popular, whatever the sh- whatever I was thinking in my head then, you know, like I can control. And I, I unfortunately I did have that influence, and I was kind of you know. I kind of may have done some things for that weren't so nice so i apologize to him i found him and you know and i said listen you were great man i wish those things would never happen but forgive me There were you know kids and um and it was and it was what it was but he was he, calvin was a great skater man and he got to be and uh he got some good opportunities for being what he was you know he got to be i think one of these uh disney commercials or something like that which is you know Frost oh no no thanks
1: Flakes.
2: the <laughs> yeah
0: he skated with you tony
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah right. So imagine that. So it was great, but you know I,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. And, and he he he. Listen, calvin's I think if his case today still is still amazing. He does all crazy stuff. He's still amazing.
1: Yeah, his feet were fast. Yeah, but, Watching yeah. that again, his his top sole, the sole, and that was a little nice there. Then then the
2: oneness that I almost won. I came second to him. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he got but you more I than know. once. He got you more than right. once. Oh, he, listen, oh, he got me. He got me more than once, more than twice, too. Damn,
1: that that was that was a, one of the best, I think, out of all skating history that was documented. I think that was the one of the best moments. It was so New York to battle at the banks, you know, Rollinson versus Calvin battling for your skates, because I don't think anybody else does that anywhere else. And New Yorkers were proud people like. We mm-hmm. like to battle and make a point, like, you know, that we're in we, the shape. And here's
2: the thing too, like it was me because I was like supposed to be the famous skater from New York, but it was and Calvin just happened to be there, but there was there was like Angel Soto from New York too. Mm-hmm. There were all these other kids from 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 LES. Um ah, there were so many, they were so good. And we used to like always, you know, all end up at the, the bank and skate together. But you know, it's it, there's so many good skaters too. Joe DiDentro. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. It's like I mean it went, I mean, different times and all, but it it would go for miles. How many, you know, good skaters and, and all the things that were
0: there. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's crazy to see like, uh, how much came of that. And I think that was, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty almost positive. That was the first documented street battle in skating ever that w- had ever happened. So everything else like that was a contest was before that was like, yeah. you know, uh, NIS or an ASA or whatever that was, 1995, right. New true. York City in the streets, like the first documented street battle. Sure. It was four so, pair of skates, and then you know from that, you know things IMYTAs came to be. You know, listen, and, I,
2: I will, yeah. I didn't, I didn't put that together, but brother. You put it that way, I will take that. <laughs> there <laughs> you, go. there I, you go. go. I, I contributed to the to the soul and the core of today's skating, which is you take it to the streets, and you know these these contests that happen, like the IMYTA, the John, you know, and all these things that are happening. Yeah, you're right. Um, little did we know that these things would turn out to be that way.
0: Yeah. And I think New York had like a very, like, you know, especially during that time, like a huge influence on like the attitude of the skating, just like the functionality of skating, going spot to spot battling, talking, you know, talking trash here and there. And,
2: um, just, you know, listen, you have to, you have to earn your prop skating. If you went to a rail, you either watch, or if you stood, or, or you don't even, you, you move out of the way. I remember, man, I remember like when I first like uh, and this was before I think I must have been and I don't know. And I, anyone can go either way, but I backslid the 13th, the, the 13th step out the banks before anybody. And that shit looked unreal to me. Then also there was a there was a I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a there was a handle in 90th Street in Central Park, which had a kink and a curb. Right. Mm-hmm. At the same time I backslid that too. Which was like, are you kidding me? You're like with one one foot, as they call it in Europe, one foot. And it was just like, you know, happening. So I remember when I did that at the banks and there were people um just watching, that's when the backslides was starting, you know, just kind of starting to take off. And but to yeah, do super that long, progressive. Yeah. Yeah, to do that long, I was yeah. like, Oh wow, and a lot of people just stopped skating, you know. And then they will be like and if anyone stepped up and went after a trick like that after me or like gill or, or or kendall one of my friends or uh, you know or, or or hyper mike whatever it would be like like you're challenging uh each other you know it was, it was that was kind of it's like the new york vibe that's what it that's what it was before you know and then um even calvin because in calvin yo calvin started owning the streets to be honest with you <laughs> calvin started doing things on the projects all these project rails these 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 lines and things and 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 Calvin was really good spinning, you know, he could spin off anything. Yep. And, yep. and, um, you know, that, that, but that was, that was the thing. And then if you, if someone did a rail longer than me or whoever, that, that was the bragging, right. You know, that was, that was, that was the badge of honor. And they would took that and they would take that and it would be like, yeah, that's, that's how it is. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it was definitely very competitive in New York back, back then. And, uh, especially then, like, you know, just, it was just like so much like, talking and battling and like yeah this that or whatever the case and bringing that energy but like you said you it was a very respect-based culture you had to earn your respect you had to earn your spot and and there was kind of like a hierarchy in that and uh it like really motivated people to you know want to progress in skating and stuff like that and yeah like t- about your backslide like saying like you were the first one to do it at the banks the, yeah, those tricks back in the day when they were first done it's like that's not possible like even like the mm-hmm. royale was not thought to be possible until dave kalash kind of did the shifty royale or which is refutable or or whatever oh, but the, brooke the, wants to the, challenge
2: that but yeah yeah
0: but <laughs> but 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 the backslide is yeah yeah
2: and listen to be honest so i so i'm looking at the chat here and i don't i can't tell but listen i i see something on the royale and, and john nicely maybe you know lurch that's one of my most beloved friends dude and funny funny thing is that just this past weekend i talked with uh, ernie we just reconnected. Um, so Ernie becoming Ernie, Ernie, Ernie Villarino. Oh shit! No. Ernie. Yeah, I just synced up with Ernie, which was awesome. And Lurch is amazing. But um, I know. Listen, that whole San Diego crew, Ernie, Lurch, um, and some of the other guys were very progressive. And Lurch, I remember Lurch uh, uh, with Brian Bell and those guys. You know, they used to come up with a lot of stuff. And I think um, uh, they were very progressive. But when it comes to the To the Royale, to be honest, and I could be wrong too, but I remember because I saw it at the X Games when you know very early. Beloved came up with that. Mm, This is Beloved
0: came up with the Royale.
2: There's a lot of controversy around this Royale. (laughs) There's a lot of controversy because Beloved. It was. It was. It was Beloved. And Beloved was doing that spawn ranch too on the 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 foot rail. On the. I mean on the on the really short rail. So, I can't say, you know, whatever, but the first time I ever, and he, I couldn't get what he's trying to do. Like, yo, you're slipping. What? Do a front side, you know? Like, whatever, you know? Um, But between being, and, and I think being broke, being broke is something like, you know, it was one, it's it's around that realm, but it was a long time ago. But listen, if it was Lurch I did it, all power it to my man, you know, because mm-hmm. I love me some Lurch.
1: <laughs> well, he perfected the Lurch,
2: which was the Royal Tally. Yeah. So, he he, listen, I'll tell you what Lurch perfected. Lurched it like a like a like a Royale to like to Alley-oop Soul Switch, which was the, the smoothest, the sexiest thing I've ever seen in a video because it was like yes. it was continued. It was just going like and just and like it was like what the fuck did he do? Like it was just mm-hmm. like one of those things, you know. And and I remember that and mem- remember Lerch was a pretty big dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's tough to see you know that kind of finesse coming from a big guy.
1: Yeah, that we That's had cool. we had Lurch on and we kind of talked about that, but you, that was one of the tricks, especially back in the day when i don't know people like this skating in general just wasn't finessed like landings weren't as solid as they are like later on but like his Royal mm-hmm. Tail Topsoil, that one like he finessed the shit out of that he owned it and like i feel like not too many clips were owned like that was Dude, back how, in the day how, how
2: old how old, is, how old is that how old is that how old is that 20 95 years? Or, uh, more than that we listen 27 mm-hmm. listen we still remember it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how good it was
0: I'm still talking it's about crazy.
2: it. crazy Crazy, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's so good! Wow, it's crazy to go through all this uh, this history with you. Um, yeah, yeah just, it's fun. Anyway, I'll shut up. Let's talk about Project Blow. I mm. remember when you started Project Blow with Joe Navron, and mm-hmm. I remember actually seeing Amazing. you in Riverside. You were like, you were like, "Yo, man, I'm gonna hook you up with some wheels." I was like, "No yeah. doubt, mm-hmm. Project Blow, let's go." It was like you know everything yeah. that like uh, the FP guys did was like edgy and uh, yeah. you know everything that Joe did was really edgy and stuff. And Out you here. being combined yeah. with that was like really cool. Yeah. So yeah, how, how did that come to be? What was the plan behind everything there?
2: So listen, I developed a really, really good friendship with Joe, Joe, Joe is, has always been one of the most like real kids around, never takes shit from anybody. Um, at the beginning, people try to be like, cause you, you know, Joe, when it came to making video, Joe killed it. We all know that, right? I never came out on a single video of a Joe main, <laughs> so uh, that goes to show. So that was in like another cool click, but we developed a really good and tight friendship. And um, after I was out of skating, I was already kind of like uh, doing other stuff. I always want. I always supported skating, and there were things that people were trying to draw me back in. So I was like, why don't we? Why don't I just make? Why don't we just make a wheel company and have the best team ever? Right. Uh, mind you that I still had really tight connections with with the folks that own hyper bravo and essentially i ended up using like the material the urethane mixes that was used for supercomputer robot in the in the course for our wheel wow Supercomputer um, robot super, remember that remember that <laughs> All of those, you know, right so because of those connections you know we, we we kind of went there and joe had this awesome relationship with you know we would fund it or we would you know whatever Um, but we had Dominic, we had Demetrius, we had Betty, we had, um, um, (laughs) Rashard, we had, uh, Bailey. So we just had like the, we had the squad and we went and dropped one. We we did one run and we said, we're just going to take over the world with this. And (laughs) naming it project blow. Number one, I didn't know what project blow really meant. I was kind of a little green behind the ears back then. I don't want to have to say what that is. Right. But. And you can see in the graphics, but then someone told me what that kind of you know was and I'm like, Wow, Joe, we went Joe's like, Yeah, bro, it's con- it's controversial, right? You catch you catch, uh you know, there's 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 a there's a catch that, that you immediately get. And it was great, man, and we had it was incredible and we did our we did what we could, but you know, things were so tight because when it became to a matter of like, you know, paying for these molds and these these runs, it became something that Joe and I couldn't afford, you know, um, on our own like that because the 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 industry was kind of going down. And we we weren't properly organized. So you know, like most of the things that we would do are, um, you know, like we would do, um, uh, you know, it's a little, I don't want to say a joke, but we you know, it, it, things like that. That was a business needs to be organized, and you know, and we weren't really up to par. Even though Joe is a Joe, is, if you guys don't know, Joe Avron is a freaking lawyer right now. Yeah. Um, amazing, my boy. We were just. Like, we're like this you know i just saw me that he kind of almost saved my life to other day basically i'm hammered somewhere. Joe shows up hey come here you know like so um so yeah that and, and that started from there you know and, and, and we're still we're still very tight and joe is making another run at i don't know i don't know if i should even say this he's he franco is coming back on another sport
1: another sport
2: yeah poker is joe doing
0: a no. poker <laughs> no, okay because no. poker's not a sport yo, okay yo, <laughs> Golf.
1: Whoa, that is like wow. Not expecting that at all.
0: Who saw that coming? Listen, nobody.
2: Listen. I hope I don't get in trouble. (laughs) If you do, I got a good lawyer. When we're done, (laughs) when we're done, I'm gonna hit him up. Okay. So that way he doesn't get too angry at me because I'm like, "Ah, just out of bag, my (laughs) bad. But we'll
1: stop talking about that then. No, we'll we'll let let any more cats out of the bag with that. Yeah,
0: that's cool, Joe Navin. I'm trying to get a Franco Shade package. You know, wear it on the show. What's going on?
2: I saw some of the samples already too. They're pretty cool Cool stuff. Is so it like a- golf gear? Yeah, man, it's for real. You Franco polos and shit. He's like a, he's like a, you know. Oh my God, Rashard. Is that Rashard on? Rashard, did, yeah. did I? Did I, Richard, did I mess up? Say yes. Say no. <laughs> he said no.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rashard, come on. I don't know, it's but bomb, well-rounded. Oh, starting. It's, 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 he, he, listen, if we starts talking about it, I'm
1: good. No, we're, we're talking it's about too cool. much already. He said yeah, starting with it? golf. This is too much okay. already. Okay,
0: cool.
2: Thank you. Oh, my God. I told you you said too much. Come on, Rashard. Oh. Uh,
0: <laughs> this, this is the soft drop. This is the soft drop. Um,
1: the leak is real. The, the leak is, leak is real. real. The
0: leak is real right now. It's authentic. Oh, um, in a little bit, we're oh. going to we're going to actually bring some questions to the audience and we're going to go through the super chats as always have our super chats go to our guests but before that we have some more questions for you um thank you for joining us once again it's great to ha- have you on awesome. um i got to say wait is champion wow champions in the oh someone i thought champion was in the chat about champions in the chat no no i was i'm tripping sorry <laughs> but um so Rollinson, we're talking about, you know, people after skating who uh, were able to, like, transition to, like, really cool and exciting careers like uh, Tyler and and then Brian. And it's funny, I was doing, like, the research uh, for some of, like, your sections earlier uh, before this podcast. And I was, like, going on YouTube, typing your name Rollinson Rivera. And I was seeing all this non-skating stuff uh, come up of you, like, doing other podcasts, but in, like, tech, in the tech atmosphere and these other things. So can we talk about how you transitioned from this life as a pro skater, you're, you know, hosting ASAs, you're with Arlo, like in on, on ESPN, you know, doing this thing, your personality, you're going on tour, blah, blah, blah. You go to Japan, two girls are on your arms at the award ceremony. And now we're getting into like, you know, this other realm. So how did we make this transition? Because I think, I think a lot of pro skaters, uh, have, you know, either like it's a smooth transition or it's a very rough transition. Yours seemed to be very smooth. And, and what was that like?
2: So it's not smooth, uh, don't get it twisted, nothing and nothing is smooth. And, and there's been a lot of, uh, ups and downs and, and, and heartache to kind of get to there, but to be honest with you, it's been yet again, another. Another another way of, you know, being ready, being able to rise to the challenge, taking chances, taking risks and going for stuff that you. They're that out of your wheelhouse, you know, like I've always been passionate about tech, right? Uh, but if I tell you how I got into tech, it was because I wanted to learn how to play or I wanted to play triple play baseball across the aisle on a plane with somebody else. who were going to a skate to a skate event because we had you know really long flights. So that sort of got me into, I want to get this thing to work here with that. And then the, the operating system didn't support whatever that kind of was. And then I got my nerd on and then, you know, we would have the off time in the winter. And when I wasn't sent to to uh, South America by roses or someone to do some tour that we would do it, I will go back home to New York and just kind of put myself into some sort of like room and learn computers, learn, learn windows via Microsoft certified engineer or something like that. Um, so being the fact that I was doing okay, you know, financially with skating, um, I didn't go to school. I didn't I didn't, you know, I didn't really I go to college, everyone knows that. I finished high school with John Ortiz and I skated and I did all these things. But then I most of the money that I that that, that I that I had it was coming, which is ridiculous. I just bought computers. Like if I was a bank, if I wanted to learn something, I had an apartment in New York where it was full of computers, like and each computer cost 10 to, you know, 10, five to five, 10 grand every time I put them together. And it was stuff that people don't have in their house, right? So I, I just kind of consumed into doing that um, and taught myself and kind of went through many things and went through that. And then it became something that I was passionate about. I got a, I was given an opportunity to, to get a job. Uh, I lied um, about what I would, you know, my experiences and whatnot, because I was a pro skater. I was someone who was somewhat popular in during my life, I got caught because while I'm in a conference room, here I am on TV. How could you be that and you're here? And I'm like, oh shit. Um, and um, but then I just, you know, I do my work. I just kind of got into that, um, and I slowly but surely kind of went, you know, kept on progressing with the uh, with uh, the IT stuff. You know, I was a uh, an IT director in New York at a bank. Um, then I moved to California to do that. I ended up working for, for Microsoft. Jeff Laredo kind of also worked for Microsoft when he worked on things like Office. I worked on the Vista operating system and some of the, uh, um, what's that thing that they have uh, in, in the cars? Uh, it's a Windows version that it's in the, the Lincoln cars that I was working on some of that. Then I worked on, you know, I wrote some books um, about technology. You wrote and, some books. I, you wrote some books. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I wrote I wrote a 900 page book on Amazon. That was a, a, a bestseller one time, I guess. Whatever, a while yeah. back. No, and I got a couple. Of,
0: yeah, I got a couple of
2: books out there. And um, dude, that's that's some know, like
0: that's, high level. That's some high level nerdiness. Like
2: you know, oh, go from like
0: baseball to like writing 900 page tech books. True. is when it, just when like, it
2: comes to nerd. When it comes to nerd, people ask me, "What do you do?" I'm a nerd. I just say that I'm just a nerd. Um, so you know, I keep progressing. No, that's the last I, thing. I, Sorry,
0: I was gonna yeah, say that, that's, the, that's, that's, that's the last thing people, I was gonna say that's the last thing people would think, uh, seeing like you coming up in skate videos Yeah, right. and like <laughs> how, like, you know, kind of alpha oh. and, and like, uh, in this way, like boisterous you were, and like being such like this athletic person to like being like just transitioning to it's complete. Ner- yeah.
2: Listen, it's the same. Mm-hmm. So what made me what I am today uh in terms of the opportunities that i got and and how i was able to capitalize on some of these chances was the things that i learned in skating right like the being me learning how to talk learning how to deal with people and and, you know um and function in in certain ways i have to do that because you know i i've gone from you know, I was a train. I trained people. I taught technology to folks. Then I became someone who wrote technology. I invented technology. I own patents on technology. I, I own patents today. That if you look at it, it, some of the things that are happening on the internet today, if you look it up, I I invented it. You know, it's 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 it's, it's, it's my name It's, it's awarded, um, and this is what I do. Right? Um, what did you invent? But I, you know, I'm o- I'm also I'll tell you in a minute. I, and I'm also like a public speaker. I do all these um, conferences where I'm like the keynote speaker and. You know for the guy who used to think in spanish in his head right here i am like going at it right <laughs> and i make and i make stuff up i make stuff up on the fly right so i can if i can think of something uh technology technology wise i'm very quick to do it, right but the the the, the, the change in the transfer it's very to me is very similar to skating i love skating skating became my passion skating was never Something that I ever saw as a as a job or working, it was fun. It was part of me. It was I enjoy what I did every day with everybody. It it was it was challenging in the sense that skating evolved every day. There was new tricks, new variations, new things. You had to keep up and and maintain. Technology is the same, right? Um, where it's it's just as challenging. Things come up, and I need to do. Um, you know, I, I I come up with things that sometimes they make it out, sometimes they don't. Sometimes it takes five, six, ten years to come out um, and you don't see any of that, you know. And um, uh, but but the, the, the same sort of what drove the, the drivers and what drove me for skating, drive me for this, too. And when you love something and someone interests you in the way that it does with me, it will transcend and you'll and you'll end up doing that regardless of what you do. And whether it's, you will be that good and you, will, you can do um, what you do in, in that sense. And that's how I got to that. And the funny part is that, look, I, I, I've I been a, a chief technology officer for a couple of companies, um, startups, you know, a, a company that I'm back at now that's, you know, worth you know $50 billion, whatever, you know, in stock, publicly traded company where I'm in executive meetings, like very serious executive meetings. I wear a suit, no, not completely, I wear a jacket, you know, a C, what we call a CTO uh, sort of uh, attire in, in Silicon Valley, which is where my office is. Um, and I walk in, and people do pranks. And guess what's on the fucking projector? Who's the johnniest cover? Oh you know, no, poor people standing, bro. Okay, no way. Absolutely, you know. And and I have to be like, ha ha, ha. That's not me. That's my brother. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you know, you you kind of, put, you know. And I've been interviewed. You 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 will find some some interviews uh, that I've done. We're just like this. When I've never given this much information about me because um, the some people know back then, and, and even at work, who's like very boisterous and does all this stuff. I'm a very private person. I don't talk. I don't say shit. Right? I like to keep it to myself. So I've been asked the same thing because in 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 the technology field that I'm in, they've asked me, "How do you go from being a baseball player, pro skater, blah blah, to this and that, this and, that and now you're in tech?" And then within that, they ask me, "How do you go from within tech? You go, you climb the, you know, the the, the way you've gone. You go from being this, this to this. And now you're the top tier. You're this, and you're like you're an You're running R and D. You're doing some of this stuff. You're here. I never say anything. You know, I'm like I just work hard. You know, I never, you know, I just say you just gotta. I say what the truth is. You know, I work hard. You capitalize on on the on the opportunity you get, and then you, you try to. To do the best you can. You know, but it's just it's. I love what I do. To me, it doesn't feel like work, uh, and and it's organic. So therefore, that's what I learned that from skating, and I apply those things that I learned in skating, and how to deal with a lot of. Stuff. I mean, what I do every day today. That's it's the golden era of skating. Let me be what I am today. Without that, I wouldn't be what I am today. Damn, life lessons from skating. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That shit carries on. I, I mean, it goes deep. I mean, it goes deep. I mean, I can tell you to the, this is how deep it goes. On March 17th, 1997, I was at our house with meaning Arlo's and Mike's house. Um, And I'm sitting on the table and I'm staying with them. And um, some friends walk in and this girl walked into the house, right? And that girl that walked into my house, um, I was on the phone with my mother and I said, mom, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. And I said, I'm going to marry that girl. Okay. That was March 17th, 1997. Years later, I married that girl. Mm-hmm. That happened in skating. That's the mother of my three kids. Okay. Wow. That all happened in skating.
1: See, people, people think you left, but like everything is still intertwined with skating, no matter what, like the sport has a hold on all of us. We can't let it go.
2: It never leaves. Listen, I just John just gave me some. So when I went to the to the cup, right? I went to take my kids to see it. I'd put on a pair of skates and God knows how long. I, I was didn't about have to a ask that.
1: Skates, yeah.
2: Right. And um, you know we, uh, you know John wants to give my kids skates. Hey, let me support you know your your store. Let me let me buy some skates. John's like, dude, I'll give you some. please let me buy these skates. You know. And then my wife sees a pair of John skates, which end up in I don't understand how this even happened. Which is awesome. In Vanity Fair or or, or whatever. Yeah. You know yeah. like. And and I'm, she likes it. I'm like, oh great. And then John wants to send me a pair of skates. Great. She sends us. She sent the whole family skates. Uh, I put on my skates, and you better believe your sweet ass that I will take it to anybody. I did not lose. Oh, oh, <laughs> right? hold on. I'm, hold... Listen, within my age group, okay, I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to start doing all the crazes i was doing, but I can skate. I can, look to to something that Brooke would be proud of. I can still skate backwards. <laughs>
1: So uh, we have your Instagram handle on the screen right now. So we start. We got to see some uploads of uh, of you skating these days okay. now. Okay,
2: okay. We'll <laughs> <We're> see. <laughs> calling you out on the show right now.
1: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see.
2: I could skate good. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to jump on a handrail or anything like that. I, mean, I need my hands.
1: Want we'll to see a nice like yeah. back far yeah, ledge or something to. like that? You know, I could do a top sole like on a mini ramp. Probably oh yeah, top sole we'll too. See. Hell yeah.
0: You know, a little cameo
2: at the uh, at the Blade
0: Cup, that'd be a nice gift.
2: Hey, if it when it when it happens again, I will I think I will go because now my kids uh, wanna see that. Now they know. They never knew, I never told them. My son oh, was shocked. Cool. My son was shocked when we were at the Blade Cup and there were people coming up to me and they were like, Hey, I have your picture They're like Daddy What I was like, at one point Daddy was a skater. What? Daddy I'm royalty? Daddy's famous? I'm like, Well, Daddy's mom wouldn't say that, but well, you know, Daddy used to skate.
0: That's cool. That's super but cool. It was,
2: but it was fun, yeah.
0: That's probably really cool for them to discover as well. Like that, you, yeah, are, yeah, you
2: know, yeah. that other and, side and, of you. And some of the very few things that I've done that I can show them like uh, a few cover magazines, like, you know, I, 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 I put them in their rooms, but the, the things, you know, anything you do for your kids. So like, I have like a, one time I got the cover, like uh, team paradise. Um, and I, they have, I have that in their rooms and I have some other mm-hmm. cover from, I don't know, some European magazines, some nonsense, but I let them see it so they can see me more than the guy who just, Who's a nerd? All I do is just talk about stuff that, you know, whatever. And they're all into computer you know, technology stuff, too. But I want them to be to um, sports, but they have to do it. You know, I don't want to. I want them to do. It. I want it to be to come from from them, unlike not to say anything against my you know, my upbringing, my, my father or anything. anything. Just listen, that's just a different time, different world. But I want them to pick. Right. I want them. I want them to choose and have the opportunity to choose what they like and I'll support them either way. But their choice. Yeah, definitely. That's Very
1: a cool. that's a good way to go about it too. But John, John sent them skates too. So John, John's skates weren't that small.
2: So I got yeah. Chris Edwards. Oh yeah, 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 okay. So they have like the option now they're, to, they're, to like so yeah, the, the, the twins. The twins have uh, the the uh, the C's, you know. Yeah. And there was, a, there was a there was a there was a sick photo that someone took, which was like Chris, Arlo, John, Julio, me, and I think beloved surrounding my oldest son putting his skates on. Talk about yeah. a fucking like a a, a diamond. That,
1: uh, could you a picture that thirty years ago?
2: No, dude. No, and my son, dude, this dude, said, and they're like, he's a natural, dude. He's never been on skates and just took off. Damn. And they were like, you see? And I was like, awesome. That was good. That was good. And because of that, I had to start skating again. Your kids are
1: it's gonna, so gonna cool. start bringing you out now. Hopefully.
2: No, we we <laughs> listen. We skate on the neighborhood. All there of us go. and the wife too. The wife too. She skates. I met her at the, the bank. I mean, at the, at the, at the, flats, you know, <laughs> the banks,
0: <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's a lot of that. cool. Yeah. That is awesome. That's uh, yeah. Um, I was going to ask, um, mm-hmm. you were talking about uh, again, like staying in touch with some guys. Are mm-hmm. there any guys from back then uh, who you still keep in touch with? You know, I know Gil you keep mm-hmm. in, in contact mm-hmm. with and mm-hmm. just wondering mm-hmm. anyone from that era that you still keep in touch with to, to this day.
2: The same crew, TJ, Mike, Arlo. Um I've lost touch with Brian Smith a little bit. Um I pull a I pull a hiatus for the past three years or so where I, I disappeared from everybody's life. Um and I kind of went, you know, to a completely completely dark. Just no one knew about me and anything. But um Arlo, uh, Joe, Richard when I see him, um, Randy Spicer, um, John, um a lot of them, you know, we that, that that crew still remains, man. Some of those friendships of that were developed over the years never go away. You know, we have gatherings, get together parties, and they all, they all, they all back. Tyler Shields, man. Tyler Shields does see some of his shows, and he always invites his friends, his skaters, you know, like, and they're all he shows them everybody love, which is like I see now I'm like oh now everyone is jacking Tyler right, but when you know I remember we're like oh Tyler wasn't the super cool, you know, dude, and I'm like yeah now you want to be whatever, but it's fine. But, you know, Tyler brushes it off and, you know, that's fun. And it's good. I see Mad, Ryan. Um, Ryan, when he comes to, to, uh, to LA, and I see him when I go to New York, but just been a minute. Um, but we, you know, he used to come here. His brother lives here, Johnny. I brought him out here. He lives by the beach. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd see Rash- Rashard when I see him. And, and like, now I'm gonna see Ernie. And I'm, I told him to bring Lurch. Dude, the whole crew. I mean, the, the friendships that we've made uh, in those years, one thing is to fall off uh, because you know life and and responsibilities but i gotta tell you something some of my my very best friends in life who have been there for me when when it mattered were those relationships were built during the skating time during during you know the golden era of skating and those guys you know people like arlo joe um have been there for me in really tough times so those are friendships that you know they won't go away. They're there for you, no matter what. You know, those are things that you that happened during that time, and it was skating that made them happen. So, imagine. Okay. It. Cool. Very cool.
1: That was well said. That's. I, I am. am uh, dying right now, by the way, because in the chat, Rashard said, "Let's battle. I'll play you with skate." <laughs> so he's ready for you. <laughs> no,
2: listen. Here's the problem with Rashard, Randy, and Arlo. They are. They didn't fucking lose a step. Yeah. Exactly. That fucking Rashard guy god man. him and randy cuff. yo randy at the at the cuff was trying to do the the top solar gap to another i'm like dude you did that 20 years ago but you're 40 what are you doing <laughs> same thing for richard you know like it's just they in arlo those guys never it. so you're not gonna battle me you can, <laughs> i'll battle you maybe 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 if we're talking about a race going down the street but, Oh, no, straight away. <laughs> maybe gonna, you know, maybe, maybe, right? Because I have to think about that. Because I don't know, Rashard That's a wall. You gotta right? stretch,
0: you know. Like, you stretch out, yeah. you know, train hey, a little bit. I'm
2: 45. I don't wanna I don't wanna break. I can't I got three kids. I got I, I, I work yeah. like, on my hand. Yeah I'm like Ricky Bobby. I my
1: hand uh we're gonna open up for questions in a little bit there's a couple more yeah. things that i wanted to bring up before we did that so um like we said before we prioritize a super chat question so if you have any questions for rawlinson uh super chat us. we split our super chats with our guests um i wanted to ask you um we had arlo on the show and you know we had Brooke on the show too and we kind of touched on this before but like everyone was a character back in the day and both Arlo and Brooke were like kind of talking about how looking back on their attitude or like their personas back in the day. And they were like, Oh, like that's not at all like how I am now and stuff like that. You feel the same way too. And I know that you said, even when Evan stone, like kind of not scripted, but like pushed you in a certain Mm -hmm. direction, like for the hoax, for example, like, do you look back on that stuff and like kind of cringe or is that something that you are just like, Oh, that was like part of my life,
2: whatever. Like, you know, that's it. That was fun. That's not who we, we wouldn't change anything because we learned from that. And as much as we will, you know, we feel bad for some of the things we did because now we're grownups and it's like, oh, so childish, so unnecessary. Right. But they, we, we never really hurt anyone to the point where, you know, some of those things Brooke is a sweetheart, man. Brooke will Brooke, Arlo, not Krupa. we had, you know, we were characters, you know, we, the only, listen, back then, if you wanted to make it in skating, if you wanted to, to make skating your life, to the point where you were able to sustain your, your lifestyle, your living, you had to be a character. It wasn't all skills. There was room for that, but you couldn't just be all skills because I, you know, I'm proof of that. Um, Many others are proof of that as well. I um, mean, we have to do and bring our own little thing. But you know, you know how you know. I know that we we have those moments when we like pick on each other. Broken Brian Smith, me and Sam Fogarty. How about me and Carlos Cole? I buried his head into the ground one day in, in a video when I'm like wrestling because I'm supposed to be this tough guy. Did anybody talk about how I almost got killed in Switzerland because I punched some dude in the face and they came after me with guns and knives and I stayed in my hotel because I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not going out there. What the fuck. Right? Yeah, that's a real story, man. Uh, you know, you try to play that tough card, and you're like, "Oh, chill." That that movie's not really over. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we—I don't—I don't listen. I don't have any regrets because I, whether it was wrong, whether it was whatever, it led me to where I am today. I'm, the, I'm we're still friends, and I and I can, if I, the one person I can tell you that I did wrong, and I remember, I apologized to him directly, which was Calvin. Right. And I went a little bit over the top when he started skating for meets and tried to do things. And I was just too stupid and like not knowing and, and kind of forgetting my place in the world and whatever. But I apologize to him, you know, and um always wish Calvin the best because Calvin fucking was a badass. And he was he was always like a good dude to me, too. You know, okay. but there's nothing to regret from those days. But I mean, those are learning experiences that, you know, led us all to where we are now. Arlo wouldn't be who he is today. Brooke wouldn't be who he is today. You know, but we are who we are, no matter where you go. You know, like that song said, you are you are who you are before you got here. And that's the way you are. I love that.
1: That's a, that's,
2: that's a Jay-Z verse right
1: there. <laughs> I love that. That confidence goes a long way, too. Like, yeah. just, I mean, that that whole thing is, is well said. Well said. Um, speaking of Calvin, like New York skaters and stuff like that, we've been trying to solve a mystery on this show. We've had Ryan Jack Lone on the show, you know, Dave Ortega, and... There is a character who we've been trying to hunt down in New York. And we want to know if you have any info on this person. This person goes by the name of Altitude Lou. No. Doesn't ring a bell, nothing? No. <laughs> oh, Damn, I was hoping to get some info. Out of it. I figured, like, you out of all people might have, like, the no. key to this. Never heard the name Altitude Lou, huh? No,
2: no, not even close.
1: Ryan said he was no. one of the original writers for FR.
2: Oh, hold on a second. Oh, oh, shit. Oh,
1: shit. Ryan <laughs> Brian said Ryan? this? Ryan said this. Yes, Ryan. Ryan. Ryan's fucking with you. No, get the fuck out of here. Ryan's fucking with you. Get the fuck out of here. He didn't I'm tell you no, he was no, fucking no, with listen, us.
2: Listen, Shura, Nick, Ron, Dave, Ani, okay. Then the Dislas, Gil. Um, the Australians don't count. Um, but it was the New York crew was that in, in from day one before the wheels were ever made. They were so tight, dude. Gunars. That uh, was another one. They were so tight. So tight. Oh, shit. Gunars. Look at this. Second X Games, Gunars took this photo.
1: Oof. That's you? That's Dang.
2: When I, that's when I see those Misty flips fucking way the
1: That is huge, fuck too.
2: I, yeah. That's when you hit that kicker ramp at the X Games, Gunars Damn. took that
1: photo. I always wanted to skate that setup too. Was that we were trying to show us before? Because you were looking through something earlier.
2: Uh No, was some, like, uh, I was like I was going to show you the, the pictures from the hoax premieres, like the movie theaters and like. Oh, has shit. And, you know, has Brooke and, and Evan and, and like Brian and like Arlo and like we're all wearing suits and like the crew, you know? They're Whoa, still a series re- like that, huh? Yeah. Dude, I have it here. E- Evan Stone was here last, last weekend and brought the book, it brought the history. Damn, we got to you know? get Evan on the show. You know, oh yeah, you the dude, Evan was like, dude, I have those pictures, but he, he we were like, he brought these these albums so that I can take photos of, of yeah, here we go, so that I can have them digitally, right? Oh, here we go, let me see. There's some stuff here that goes so far back, man. Like, talk about, we, we live, like, at one point we were rock stars. I don't think you can see that.
1: Who is he that? Loved, Who's
2: that? EJ, me in the red jacket with some crazy haircut, Mike in the middle, all that. Let me show you the um, the uh, in front of the theater. Um, this was Craig and Evan, the guys who made the hoax. This was, this was me at a movie theater. bro. hoax two premiere, right? Sick. Damn! Dude, we, will, we will go to we will go to and get snuck into uh, uh, the movie theaters in Europe. Uh, Arlo being being the super Mac daddy here. <laughs> Right? Um, let me show you when uh, oh, the one when we're all like together. Like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that look. Oh, look at this. Th- this one you're going to love. Look. That's Venice. Oh, I think, wow. I, I think I was like Arlo, Brooke. Yeah. And I think that's Brian Kanowski in the middle or because or, okay. or, he's looking down. Right? Yeah. I think it might be BK. But well, hold on. There's more. And hey, these um, are gems right here. Oh, dude. This is why. um. Evan brought them so that I can take actual like photos with the phone or scan them and keep them because these are, these are, oh my God, you ready? Look, me, John Ortiz and Arla. look at John Ortiz. Look,
0: <laughs> wow, uh,
2: yeah.
1: Arlo with the fiction shirt on too. After the Senate. It exactly. Wow. On,
2: you know, right. And then, um, look at Dave Colash when we went to film for the Hulks and he did that crazy handrail. Look at that. Uh, in Omaha.
0: Wow, that's yeah. that's hoax. Two days.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, that's how far back we go here. And there's some like it's some other some other stuff here. You'll see. Hold on. Let me, like, my God, dude, this is like the book of like. Evan's got it all. Like, oh look at this. This is when we're like driving through Chicago in a trolley, going to the theater to the premiere. Like like real like if you we were real movie people, whatever. I don't know if you can see that well. It's, it's right there. I mean, Sick. these guys, oh, dude. These guys used to go all out. Talk about experiencing, like, you know, things like that. that oh, and look, look, movie tickets. Look, I made one
1: for what hoax? Was- uh, like a
2: hoax for me? That, that, was for, that was for broken English. I don't remember what number is that. Uh, three, three, uh, yeah. So that was the one that we we know we did we did Anarchy across America, and then we did Broken English just around the world, right? And you went to Israel, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Here's yeah Listen, here's the whole Puerto Rican crew. When we found them in Puerto Rico, they were in the same fifth shoot. Look, there's Jose Cuervo there. Right? Oh, Dave, sick.
0: Right? Christian. Everyone there.
2: Right? Christian. God, right? Yep. Dude. It's, uh, like, it's like stuff that's, I mean, let me see. There's so many, there's so many things here. Was that hoaxed
1: too then? The, the Puerto Rico?
2: I was hoaxed. Uh, broken Pretty English, English. was like yeah. four. Oh, shit. Ready? All right, this is the premiere, like movie, movie, movie. Here's Brooke in a suit because we all decided to wear real suits. Oh city. shit! Uh, okay. <laughs> like, that dude went and bought a suit, and it, like cost like maybe like five grand back then, and he trashed it that same night. And <laughs> Wow. Smile, like ah, ah whatever. I right? see. You know, but uh, well, those were in movie theaters back then. We were like just kind of you know.
1: That was that was like a, a a paparazzi pose photo right there too. He was uh, like. He's like, Evan, I mean, take look, this look, photo?
2: Look at Jet, look at, look at Jess and Arlo here. Oh
0: wow, look at that, dude! Those, those theaters are awesome were, pictures. Like, These are some are like, gems.
2: Dude, the, those theaters were like packed. Like they were, it, it was really big theaters that you know you used to, we see that. So we we had a pretty. When I tell you that was a, the golden era of of skating, those things. There's no joke saying that in that case.
1: That those that album should be in like a museum. That is, there's a lot of awesome photos in there that no one's ever seen. Behind the scenes shit. That, that's cool. They have the, the ticket for the hoax, whatever, 3 people or something all. like that.
2: Some of them were wheels. Um, and we have them still. Yeah. They have a, all the time really still, still exist.
1: That's awesome. Thanks for showing us that. That's cool. For, sorry for all the audio listeners, by the way. You got to oh, check no. the YouTube video to, to see the pictures and shit. But yeah, yeah. we're going to move it on to questions. Okay. Um, so if you have any Super Chat questions, get them out um if you are watching this live right now hit the like button or if you're not watching live hit the like button uh subscribe to the channel please if you don't mind and let's gonna start off we'll start off we have a patreon question first um from tim hawk who said oh we kind of just asked this actually he says what is your current view on the pretentious behavior back in the hoax days which yeah that's we talked about that just now sorry tim <laughs> what you got there hyper hyper
2: is that a realm rolls it's a rollinson oh okay that's the rolls-royce wheel rolls-royce which we we got sued by rolls-royce by the way no way everybody was getting sued
1: back Uh in the day in the
2: 90s Dude, rr used the same logo but listen when your wheel is on hyper which has the largest distribution of wheels and it's in the most stores and you you, you're you're pumping that rolls-royce brand which is not yours they came out they came back (laughs) you know like rolls-royce too yeah, that's a change that really quick.
1: Um, it's not a not a little company.
2: Oh no no no!
1: All right, we're gonna hit it up for the super chats right now. Um, first super chat coming in from Jank Media, who says, "Uh, my best. deeper, lol. I don't know what that means. Such an entertaining and deeper. What was that from? Do I know what that is? How I know what that
0: is? No. Yeah, it's a movie. Do I, so
1: I, do I need to say what that is? I don't. I
0: don't. You don't have to. It's from like there's a clip from a skate
2: video where they were like I know exactly where that's from.
0: Yeah, they were watching a video and the video was called Deeper Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) and they were like laughing Mm -hmm. about watching it. Mm -hmm. It was,
2: you know, I don't know, do you wanna elaborate? It 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 was an inappropriate video. It was an inappropriate (laughs) video. Okay. So, and deeper. Like,
0: deeper. Such an
1: entertaining <laughs> and charismatic dude. Thanks for coming on the podcast. You could use your, you can use your u- imagination. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another super chat from John Nicely who says, I'll never forget South Beach NIST 1998. I think it was me, you, Feinberg, B, Bell in the room going, ham, Team Hyper. So sick. What up, double R?
2: Damn, John. See? D- What's up? i remember right now
1: just like that bringing back memories
2: dude that's uh,
1: awesome uh we got another super chat from go ronnie who says always grateful for you and brian smith for taking me under y'all wing and helping me grow up in my teenage years great memories staying up late watching you edit high rollers at the t-bone offices you were editing
2: dude high rollers was mine i made it i shot it i edited it i did all mm-hmm. the music come on i
1: that was I think
2: tbtv was- Two. two, two. Okay, yeah, because B Bell got the first one, and to be honest, if if I could be wrong, but I think I was the first one to do all hip hop skate video, and it was all bad boy Biggie, you know, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and Chris Rock too. <laughs> I love Champagne. That song. <laughs>
0: That's right. So funny.
2: Now that was a yeah. great video. Yeah, man. John, who on the cover? The head course, and the, and, the, yeah, and actually, the, the the start of that was my my friend, this kid that we met in New York, who just rapped the freestyle the whole thing on the open, like just like in the intro, threw, yeah, yeah, the intro, and he threw John's name. I would just say John, and he would just end up like, and it would just be like, what? It was it was ridiculous, dude. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous. It was amazing. Yeah,
0: that's killer video. A yeah.
1: uh, super chat from Alan Bombersback who says never knew about the baseball history. Loving this conversation. Thanks for the super chat, Alan.
2: Follow your heart, man. I, 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 And I'll say this. Listen, I, I learned a quote from my favorite artist of all time, right behind me, right? And I went against this quote. I've gone against it twice in my life, and I've paid the price very heavy for that. So I will tell anyone this, and the quote is this. I feel like I know it's it. It's the song sky's the limit. Never make moves when your heart's not in it, and leave the phrase, sky's the limit, which is a quote you see on my Instagram thing that I have. If you don't feel it in your heart, don't do it. Don't do it for money. Don't do it for if you don't feel it, don't do it. Because it, it's not, you know, I've I, I've made them I've gone against my own my own sort of motto and, and, and I fail and pay the price heavy, heavy, twice. That is one of the best hip hop quotes of all time. It's a great you know? quote. Love that one. I live by it. I live by it. I fucking every day. I live by it. Which is look. I did it in skating. I, I'm still trying to do it now and, and I, every day, every day, it, I, you know, so, I used to have, um, I had a blog, which I took down too, because I just kind of got, I wanted it just to disappear, but at the bottom of my blog, which was voted one of the, the top 20 blogs in my industry for what I was doing. Um, that quote was at the bottom of, of my blog mm-hmm. and I, and I carried it everywhere.
1: Do you spit that at any of exactly. your your uh, conferences, <laughs> your tech conferences? Time. Yeah, yeah. Every, every time,
2: every time. When it comes to something like that, so because people would ask really, you know, really good questions about you know how do you make a shift in technology and how can I can you ask me the right question business wise or technology wise and I can relate that and, and tell you I can make sense of that in a way that you would understand it for anything. You know why do I so why why would I sway why would I invest my time and money into one piece of tech or one innovation if I'm not feeling it, right? It's the same thing. The concept is still the same. Mm-hmm. And I do the same thing. If I feel it, I go all the way. I'll put everything I got on it, mm-hmm. right? And it, and it, and it, and it and then the results, you know, you, you see them. Yeah, uh-huh. good good
1: words to live by. Life lessons yeah. from Biggie, mm-hmm. yeah. for real. Uh, we have a super chat from King Rando who says, thanks for what you gave. We took it and got inspired. I couldn't imagine where I would have been without skating. Too, you guys changed my
2: life. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, honestly, listen, I never i I just thought I was a punk kid who got lucky to travel the world, meet good people, have friends, and get and forget getting paid. Just to have the experiences that I did, would meet the people I did, and enjoy life where it wasn't meant for me that way. I didn't come from this. This was not in my path, as I would think, you know? And I got a chance to do this. So I never thought I made an impact on anybody like this. And it's great because, you know, I always cater to kids. When we we're in contests, I was I, I was never what you saw with, with the guys, with the friends. I would never thought I was too much for anybody. Um, and to see that people remember good stuff like that is good because um, I, I myself never thought that I had any sort of, I didn't want to be remembered, dude. I, I disappeared and I disappeared. I never went back. You never saw anything about me. You never, I, I just thought I was in you know, the people be, will forget me. It's better that way. You know, and I never, it's good to hear things like that.
1: <laughs> I don't think it is better that way, but, um, <laughs> thank you for using, you know, this show to make somewhat of a comeback here.
2: I have never awesome. done an interview like this or ever spoken about my life in skating or in professional. Anywhere, even in my professional life, you can watch any of those uh, things that I've done and you can see me dodging bullets, like, you know, but skating is different, right? Mm-hmm. This is where this is where I came from and this is what facilitated all that I've done. So I have to kind of let it all out here. This is why I told you no filter, there's nothing yeah. you let out i will answer.
1: Hell yeah. That's I, very cool. I, I love that. I, I'm, we're definitely grateful that you used, uh, that you're comfortable enough with us, I guess, to like talk about all this shit because this is where it all came from, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we got a few super chats here. Um, no question, just Joey Scanella showing some love. Shout out, Joey. Thanks for supporting. Um, Joey? So, no, I don't think you know oh, Joey. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, another super chat from Stephen Wolpe. No question, just also showing some love. Thanks, Stephen. Um, King Rando, another one says, uh, design systems good or bad for building product? Is that a What are we talking question? about here?
2: What are we talking about here? Because i built and designed products for skating, wheels, technology, architecture. I mean, what are we talking I think about? What, tech, we I, think
0: he's, I think he's talking about tech.
2: Tech, um, repeat the question again.
1: Uh, design systems, good or bad for building products?
2: Obviously, it depends. It depends on requirements and what you're trying to do. If you require a, a system, then you may use the system. You need a platform, you need a framework. You need to start somewhere. Don't reinvent the wheel. There's. Everything you need is already out there. Just add your 20% to it and evolve it from there.
1: You got to yeah. YouTube some of Rollinson's videos to get more info. <laughs> I've
2: yeah. a lot of, listen, I've, I've created a lot of prototypes technology-wise and some of the patents that I have. You know how today you guys talk about cloud and this whole cloud thing that's going on? Just Google Rollinson Rivera patents, and if you can understand what that is, <laughs> then then have, have at it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Dan, that's like a whole different podcast right there, I feel like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. They're, um, They're government awarded patents. They're like the pl- the things are back there.
0: That's it. Very cool. Hell yeah. Are you um, gonna bring us to the metaverse?
2: I don't get into that. I don't have. <laughs> anything. Listen, I don't have. I saw one of the things on the. Uh, <laughs> listen, that's a, that's that's undeniable. It's great for 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 you guys for the, that have an artistic uh, gift take on things. Uh, like Arlo and Brooke, they're very into that because they have the ability to do that. I got nothing but just to you know control the blockchain. That's all I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, the ledger, I can. Just, I, that's all I can do. Just kind of get into that. And I actually, I'm, I, I work on that. I'm working on that right now to sort of uh, address that. But I, I, no, I nothing metaverse. You know, I nothing.
1: One step at a time. Maybe one day. You, I mean, you're still working on blockchain shit. That's still it's just a technology. But the it's technology the, that's what
2: holds that. You know, that's what distributes the. Uh, the the ledger, but the actual mm. assets, the the, the pictures, of yeah, which yeah. yeah. is I, I I'm not an I'm not artistic in that way, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't think when you when you write like something I would create would be some sort of solution, some kind of technology, some kind of patent. It's owned by the company that I'm working for because I can't afford to file a of patent on my own and wait four years, so five, six, seven, you know, and spend and get a team of lawyers to go and fight for it and see the arts, then come back and tell me, nah, somebody else got that. And yeah. I just,
1: Mm-hmm. another, another different podcast another day yeah we'll yeah. get into that yeah. uh we have a super chat from tyler wilson who says hoax Two reunion video
2: tyler wilson fucking tyler listen uh hoax to reunion let's see we're all still around it's, it could it, 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 it could be possible we've been be possible.
1: we were talking with brook when he was on the, the show
2: hoax to reunion almost happened at the at the Blading cup yeah who was missing? Brooke. Yeah, Brooke. But, you know, all the characters were there. We were not at the same time, but, you know, it's sporadically, but Brian was there, I was there, Beloved was there, Mike was there. Arlo. Arlo was there, uh, Brooke was there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Should have, we, someone need should the have we need to Facetime Brooke. Yeah, someone should have FaceTime Brooke. Throw him in you there.
2: just, you know, you know you remember that Arlo cutout?
1: <laughs> you just have a cut out of brook and just put him his <laughs> <laughs> was that from like the niss or something like that
2: no yeah it was no it was a roses cutout. out uh our oh. senate when we when we when we first did the majestic 12.
0: Oh, okay <laughs> i remember that uh bro the idea of cutouts are just hilarious i'm sorry just like making a cutout for someone that's just such a hilarious yeah, idea. No, sir, with the into with that. That's cool.
1: <laughs> i said we Come need on, to on. get we a jump I think we need to get Jump Street cut off for like a trade show or something like that. Like sit down with us and That'd have us, funny. like cut out some of us at a table or something like that. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe oh, one day. Maybe, maybe in the metaverse. Oh, who day. knows? Who knows? Uh, do it. We have do a super it. chat from <laughs> Devin Ramos who says, Who did you face slam at the 97B3 ASA tour in New York? Wow. Wow.
2: Devin, um... <laughs> what a question. <laughs> To be honest, I don't remember, but I know that not only did I facelamp somebody, I also sent Gil to punch someone in the face across the street course on the on the bleachers. What? Uh, yeah, and he but, did it. Like he was I your was goon? Did, uh, well, I was, Gil didn't do anything. If I said, you know, back, to Gil it was like a little kid, you know? um and it was uh i don't remember i don't even know who it was man but i know that the guy was talking shit about brian smith
1: oh and, damn.
2: and i just went like and i, like, mm, and I heard it. i'm in the course practice i'm like oh i can't go out because of tv yeah. whatever i'm like i'll be right back that be yeah fun. i i
0: <laughs> i could just envision this whole thing like you're skating you're doing your thing you know working on your runs, your backslides gonna... you hear someone in the distance talking about brian sure. smith and you're like Time out. Timeout. Yo,
2: Gil, come here.
0: Go punch that guy.
2: <laughs> listen, listen just just like that. And he went just like that. From from the skating lounge on, 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 on the course across the course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Imagine that <laughs> was on TV. New
2: York City, baby. That it's is New, New York, York City. Let's go. That was very real, man. That was not a joke. Was not a joke.
0: <laughs> Washington <laughs> Heights.
1: Yeah. I, I like that little bonus story we got right there. And
2: listen there there are stories with uh the, the Disla's. when we went to this uh contest in in boston and we went on a on a on a van oh my god unfortunately one of our beloved uh was kind of like the victim of that which is not nice to say but we love enough and we just mess around with enough a bunch and um uh but the dislike it, it just when you you put that crew it just it's just ruthless man it's just like you don't know, mess with not, the d clan no, nah, it's, it's just not a good, you know, Jose Harry and, I mean, and and then you think like Robert's like so small and like that he's the worst. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's 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 the gang right there. Yeah, yeah. man.
0: Yeah. Shout out D clan,
1: Corona Queens. yeah, yeah I think I think Jose's in the chat now. I skated with Jose last week. I'll probably skate with him tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah he's, okay, he's he's okay. still ripping hard. I'm sure,
2: man. I'm sure. Those guys, you know, still got all that, man. It's just some guy, we don't some some things you just don't lose, you know no
1: we have a really great super chat right here you might have heard of this person Mm. arlo eisenberg says Rollinson mentioned seeing his wife for the first time at our house in venice but how could someone who didn't know how to type in english seduce a highly educated woman over aol
2: messenger wow (laughs) he called you out i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you why (laughs) because i had him write my emails
1: no way to her, yes.
2: <laughs> That's my answer. Yo, remember that I didn't speak English that well. <laughs> what? So Arlo so was my your translator. Was really off. Yo, I, I was a horrible writer, right? Yo, listen, fuck. You ready? Oh my god, Arlo, this shit this happened this this past week. It's right here. I got I got it right here. I'm gonna show it to you. It's right here. Let's see it's it. Right.
1: Here. What do you have? The
2: transcripts. Listen, look. <laughs> My wife saved savings, okay arlo if you're watching well if you're listening i'm going to show the email and for the proof look look trey dimes remember that email address that you had look
1: is that an email to your trey wife dimes?
2: Oh, look dude for 97 april 3rd oh shit. my wife's name molly and look you're right look and this dude like just look i mean wow I mean,
1: Dude, you had a, who wrote that? You had a ghostwriter. That's crazy. Arlo was
2: my ghostwriter. <laughs> yeah, Arlo
0: was your
1: wow. ghostwriter. That's fucking
2: crazy. Yo, know, my wife till today says like, he had Arlo write it. Right. It's, 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 you know, like, she was like, oh my God, this guy's so romantic. And I was like, oh yeah, Arlo, keep writing.
1: Wow! How long until she found out that that was Arlo writing to her?
2: <laughs> I think it was. Quick. It was pretty quick. Okay. Was pretty smart. She was like, "This fucking guy's not that smart. Like, he write like that. It's like a poet. And shit. Like, come on." Wow, Arlo that's really called it
1: out. 100%. Arlo paid ten bucks to call you out on that.
2: <laughs> uh, Arlo, I show, the, Arlo, did you see the the? Did you see it? Because <laughs> dude is yeah. right there. That's that's dude. That's the truth. That that happened there, dude. That. <laughs> that goes to show dude it's like
1: i think Arlo's was wow. out right now that you look, had that brooke, printed out. Hey,
2: by the way, look, even brooke is on i know we
1: didn't get, know, get to bro- that yet stop ruining it for everyone
2: Listen, <laughs> let me tell you this the same day brooke liked my wife right so brooke oh wow my wife who's not, who's not my wife we were nothing back then right but brooke mr swab and all that dude and i can tell you this brooke had just in the podcast that he said that i watched him and arlo he said he said the story about the um about the, uh, about the, when he bought that Audi, right. Yo, mm-hmm. so I don't have a license. I don't know how to drive and we're in the house and we're all going to go to this place called, um, uh, uh the IB, uh, the, here in Beverly Hills. Um, and I'm driving and I get in the car and I see the cops. Cause Arlo, we live in a very like sketchy neighborhood on Rose Avenue. It was, it was horrible. They, they wanted to pizza at the five o'clock. Right. So here I am, here, here I am I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to like drive and I see like a <laughs> cop come by. And I stopped the car, get out of the car, like, yo. No! and I'm trying to walk and Brooke is there, Brooke trying to be his usual suave self in front of this girl. And I'm like, this motherfucker, you know? And I'm like, if the whole night was like, and all truth be said, I, I lost. I would have lost everything. If it wasn't because she was into me somehow, like Brooke, it's just, this that fuck. Brooke is such a suave, dude. dude. It's like, it was like, it was, it was, it, it would have been done, <laughs> it would have been done. Brooke says she crazy. was out of
1: all your leagues. <laughs> oh shit! Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get Brooke Howard Smith with the, uh, the super chat. Oh bro, let's
2: bring that up. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, he said that. Yo,
2: Optimus legit. says that I owe Arlo. He said that Arlo big time. Yo, you have no idea.
1: Straight no up, idea. straight up, man. We got we got we got
0: to we, we got to do this reunion podcast with everyone on for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because we just let we, you guys we, go at it and we'll just kinda of mediate it. You know? we, yeah, we ha- awesome. when we
1: had Brooke on, he said that we would uh, it would be good to possible to get everyone together. So we've had we've had a majority of you guys on already. I mean, we would just yeah. need Evan on it too, I guess, because we've had Evan, guys-
2: listen, Evan will be down to do it, man. I, if you need contact, I'll put you in contact with Evan. Arlo can put you in contact with Evan. You know, we all in contact with Evan.
1: We got we gotta Evan make that happen. Me. We gotta make Evan that happen. It.
2: Yeah. I, guys- mean, I heard Arlo and, and Brooke and I, I was like, I'll do it. You know, and look, oh you are yeah.
1: There we go. And now everyone's watching you too. We have a, a super chat from Richard Johnson. No oh, question, fun. just showing some love. Um, same thing from Brandon Beam. Also, no question, just showing some love. Thank you, Brandon.
0: Uh, awesome.
1: Um, that was over the super uh, chats for now. Billy, do you have-
0: we, ha- we, we have a few regular questions that we're gonna take and then we'll uh, take you to our Patreon where we're gonna go through some sections. We're gonna watch the battle with you and Calvin together at uh the famous one the first street battle of all time documented in rollerblading history in Mm. hoax 2 in new york city at the brooklyn banks so that'll be fun we have another couple of things some hoax 5 stuff to go through so if you're not a patreon please consider being one you could be one for as little as three dollars a month for this exclusive content with rawlinson and many other things so uh check that out but now we got some questions i'm gonna take some of these questions and first one is texas rob 28 uh, I'm curious about this too. Where is he
2: living? Where do you live? Me? I live in Los. Angeles. I live in L.A. I live. You're in L.A. Uh, okay. I'm not going to give you my address directly because <laughs> no, 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 no. We, you know, we're when, not looking for your I, postal code. No, I'm. I'm that, sometimes I, you know, I have my my uh, my 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 stupid. Still, things happen. I I, put, I was so happy that I got this patent awarded, and I put it on on LinkedIn with my fucking address. And some guy goes like, "Really? This is where you live?" No, no. Like, picture my house and my I was like, oh, oh, no. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, so like, yeah. But I live, I, I've been living in LA since like my definite move and became and never went back to, you know, never consider uh, my coastal again was um, since 2006 or seven. Been here since.
1: That's much later than I thought.
2: Yeah.
0: So, all the New York guys calling you a sellout, they were right. I was
1: about to say. That's when you <laughs> sold that officially. Yeah. But, you, but, but I'll do this.
2: Where are you at now? Where hey, man. I hear <laughs> that. You know? Hey,
0: I'm a it's, New Yorker
1: I, in uh, I, California, I, no, too, so I know. No, I know listen, both I, you guys I, sold no, 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 no,
2: that I'm not referring about, like, career money or anything like that. I'm referring about this. Isn't there a fucking snow somewhere now in New York? You should see my backyard, buddy. Nice and exactly. green. You know, <laughs> super cool weather, bro. That's where I'm at yeah. right now. <laughs> I am. We got the that. pictures.
0: <laughs> we got the pictures right there, right here. Yeah, yeah, There we go. And we and also got
1: the biggie, too, in the background. Yeah. So you can got the and biggie. Go.
0: Exactly. We, we, we keep it in the home. We keep it close. That's perfect. Hey, look, look. This, <laughs> never
2: leaves, this never leaves the desk or anything, bro.
0: Ooh, oh, late, see?
2: Maple, bro. I'm, I'm a Mets that...
0: guy, but I, I I know you're a Yankee guy. Respect that. You're in the Heights. You have to be a Yankee guy. And you're Yo, Dominican, so it's signed off. But, yeah.
2: Don't say the wrong things here. Don't say Mets. That's it. No, Come on, Wilson hurt.
0: Ramos, let's go. All right, we'll talk about that later. But um okay, so Harry Disla uh says "A uh, huge shout out Harry Disla. Ask him why his Dominican ass had a Puerto Rican flag on his first pro wheel. That's a good question.
2: Excellent question. You know <laughs> who, fucked who fucked up. No, Harry and I think listen, and I think they'll I think Harry and, and Jose they asked me that shit too. They're like, motherfucker, the fuck are you not Puerto Rican? You know? <laughs> Uh, but the I did it as a proper way because half of my family is Puerto Rican. I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know how we sometimes we're like half this, half that. I am 100 yeah. percent Dominican, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I wanted to show it's crazy shit. Like I thought this way, I wanted to show that whole Hispanic culture. You know, make it inclusive and love. And I and I felt that was good. And back then. You know, I love, Ray M- I mean, still today, love Ray Mendez. And Ray Mendez was working on a project called CitySkate. And Ray Mendez was using that to always do good things and, you know, help kids and whatever. So I actually did that to uh, to let Ray use whatever value will come out of my, my brand in my box. And I put in the box of the of the wheel, it says CitySkate. So that Ray can use that and kind of make something positive out of that. And that's the reason why that we that wheel has um that flag there, um Harry. But if you didn't know this, you know they fucked up on the Dominican flag because they reversed the colors. Mm. They basically <laughs> put the Dominican flag on a war status. Oh shit. I have that wheel that's still. It. We still have them. Yeah, yeah. We still have them. Very cool. Yo, his his girlfriend. Oh my god. Yo, you're right, my girlfriend at that time was Jessica, and she, she was Puerto Rican. But no, trust me, she, it wasn't her.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, he Jose listen, called you when out. I, when,
2: I, when I got a pro wheel, I was already on Tamale, so it's like, it wasn't this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Everyone's trying to call you out right now.
2: It's, it's just, listen, they, it, that's when you know that those are your boys. That's when yeah, you- Yes, this is love. To be honest with you, if you can clown me, if you can clown me and, and take shots at me like that, that's when you feel love. Who <laughs> can do that, you know? I, that's I, love. I, I, you know, at, at this point in life, that's when you feel love. It's like, okay, I get it. Let's do it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's good. That's cool. all I appreciate. <laughs> um, we
0: got, uh, we'll take one more question. Uh, we've had you on for quite a bit before we go to uh, our Patreon. But um, the one more I take, uh, that we're going to take is, I was expecting this question. I was waiting for it. I knew it was coming. Um, of today's current bladers, Aldelega says, of today's current bladers, who would Rawls deem as the Johnniest fella?
2: <laughs> wow. I'm gonna be a hundred million percent honest. I couldn't tell you because I just haven't been keeping up. I've been in the hole. He's honest. I don't wanna to lie to you. I don't want to tell you some nonsense. But just remember that the johnniest was something that was created by Arlo. I used to say that because if you remember, um, that's a quote from the Mad Rapper on the 50 Cent album. I'm the giant, city, come on, I'm the Mad Rapper. I'm the come on, dog, I'm the giant, city, you know. That came from that, okay? Um, because I was always listening to that stuff back in the day. And, um, and for that uh, Skater Magazine, Ar- it was Arlo's idea to have BK interview me as two different personalities and have like the, you know, the son and 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 the other guy after I was you know okay but um I think listen if you're still skating you're all the johnniest put it that way mm-hmm. put it that way if you're all out there doing it and, and keeping it going you're all the johnniest because it there, there are no more giants you are you're all there so just keep it going
0: <laughs>
2: everyone is the
0: johnniest
2: yeah're all, johnnies. all johnnies and that means you know good yeah so
0: no doubt well Rollinson, um this has been an amazing experience we've been on this for two hours 20 minutes and we're going to do a very keep you briefly again for hopefully not too long but some interesting stuff that we can go through uh from the past and go down nostalgia Lane uh again if you aren't uh please consider being a patreon three dollars a month if you're watching please hit the like button subscribe button notification bell go to our iTunes give us a review but uh, Rowlandson, thank you for joining us. Is there any parting words, shout outs, last words you would like to, uh, um, words of wisdom, any last things you would like to impart on the uh, people watching in the community?
2: Never give up. Don't care what people say about skating. We'll live forever. It's the best time of my life. I call it the golden days and they'll never die.
0: That's right. Goonies never say die. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for the Biggie quote one more time.
2: Yeah, and I I was going to say that you know. Yeah. (laughs) Don't make moves unless your heart's in it, and live the phrase "God's limit." Maintain that. Always keep going, and you'll make it. So it's all good. Don't violate that.
1: Hell yeah, Rollinson! Thank you so much for coming on. We had a last minute super chat, no question. But Chad Horn is showing some love, (laughs) as usual, loyal, (laughs) loyal viewer. Chad, Um, Rollinson, this has been awesome. Fuck yeah! Thanks for coming out. This is like. Really cool seeing you back, you know, hearing you talk about all these things. You have a pretty good memory, you know, uh, <laughs> to remember all these know, things from perfect. a
2: while ago. You don't forget the best times of your life. You don't. I choose not nice. to. So There's
1: a lot of people, good. Tend to,
2: people tend to remember the bad stuff. I'm the opposite. I forget the bad stuff and remember the good stuff. You have a good filter in That's
1: your cool. in your ears. Yeah. Um everybody else, thanks for watching. We're gonna do some exclusive videos are patreon um everybody we'll catch you on the next one thanks for watching live rollinson just hang out here don't go anywhere you got it all right cool peace everybody